Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name's Anthony Trapani. We're back with uh, episode two of the Cali Death podcast. We got Casey Howard, Joseph K. Those are my sidekicks on the show. We got Matt Satello from Decrepit Birth, Bill Robinson from Decrepit Birth, and super homie Joel in the middle down here on my view uh, from both bands, Odious Mortem and Severed Savior. So here we are for episode two. We're going to talk about decrepit birth. Yeah. Welcome hey. to the show. Thank Welcome, you. Welcome, guys. Up, yeah. Guys? So, yeah, to just take it in the same direction it was with the Deeds episode. Obviously, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Episode number one, Deeds of Flesh. We got uh, Mike and Jacoby on there telling their story. We're trying to do the same thing with, uh, with all the uh, bands that we've either come across or, you know, later down in the future, we're going to be talking to bands that we haven't, you know, known personally but still we're just going to be moving it from we're starting it with the core of the california death metal scene that we start we were playing in you know and it's just like we want to spotlight all the dudes that we think that everybody should know you know i mean obviously every a lot of people know decrepit birth but i'm just saying like for the people who don't know like the behind the scenes and and the process of going through the being in this scene in all these different bands and and, and you know kind of being just part of it together like i want everybody to know about it so like of, of course like episode two dude we got to bring decrepit birth on oh know? shit yeah thank you yeah thanks you guys sure, dude. And, and it's really good to see you guys you know i haven't seen you guys in many years i think the last yeah. time i saw you guys maybe was uh whatever festival was going on at uh the metro the last time you guys played there in oakland Summer or, no, 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 no. or something no 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 it was dna lounge i think dna lounge did you guys do uh with we played, the, no. maybe five six seven years you guys did a show and at the <clears> DNA. that's probably that's the last time i saw you guys in person but yeah you know who else who else played on that one hey yeah don't remember too, too much <laughs> cannabis remember. dude you were there for cannabis, us dude i was there i was there to hang out with everybody you know i was there definitely to see you guys but also i'm sure there's maybe origin was on the bill too did you guys do a yeah. show with origin i, I think that was summer slaughter was it okay with origin yeah they played like right after us what year what, do you remember what year that uh, was? 2014 Hey, so yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on point about six years. Was Fallujah on that? Was Fallujah on that show too? Again, dude, I'm sorry. I, I no disrespect <laughs> to any other band on that bill. I yeah, you know, I <laughs> we I, I enjoyed your set when I was there, but <laughs> I can't I can't really pinpoint who else, you know. Yeah, but it was fun. Hell yeah, <laughs> I caught you guys at the Carmen Bar in Laguna Niguel on those routing shows uh, into the last tour just before the ill-fated accident oh yeah, oh, yeah. it all up yeah <laughs> the one before yeah. the night you went down to sandy and then casey came out for that show i know right so i, remember I was there just you know that was probably one of your last live shows right those those last ones were the last shows um well no we played a we did a tour a short little tour after that tour that bill got hurt on oh. so we did a headline tour after that one but uh yeah, that yeah, I remember you. So you're talking about the one that was like at a little bar. Or something I thought like we saw yeah, you guys Yeah, So it wasn't the one in Brick by Brick. Wasn't it the next night that he got hurt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We went back up. Oh, he's talking about the. Okay, sorry. I got the night before yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So where, yeah, where we met. 
it was a sick show and uh it's probably like the 10th time i've seen you guys seen you guys oh, shit. first time was the vets hall in santa cruz 2005 or six <laughs> you know that shit yeah. inherit disease that was my, that was my first show that was my first show yeah oh, sick. that's right that's yeah, right yeah we played like six songs or something like that. <laughs> I know. I know. That was a, actually a really huge show. Santa Cruz, they actually were going to reopen the Beth Hall. They had put one show through there. Second show was going to be like Veil of Noth and a couple other bands. That right. got canceled day of, and now the Beth Hall is closed again. So yeah. it was kind of a bummer they were bringing it back, but Santa Cruz is hurting from that for sure. Is that the, that's right. the same place? Is Are we talking about the same show that Brain Drill played too? Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's the 418. Pro- oh, yeah, they did play that show too. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, familiar, awesome. yeah. First time seeing you guys, and uh, been a fan. Yeah. Fucking, I guess since I was in high school, was that that was for me? I was in high school, and then just Sick. right before Diminishing came out, and uh, got the album ordered when I was in high school. Got the shirt. I'm not wearing it because it's got a fat hole in it, but uh, <laughs> I think it came came from Matt's house with your address and everything on there. Like, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I guess I wanted to start just asking you guys how uh, you guys got the band started, and even before <laughs> Decrepit Birth, like yeah, I was going to say like about... let's go all the way back to like when you guys discovered wanting to be musicians, you know, be in a band, and like obviously, Bill, you go back. Punk is like really, really deep in your. I'm, a, I'm your... an old. I'm an old motherfucker. Yeah, so you're saying but not you, not so old that it was the fucking hippie bullshit era. Totally. So <laughs> 80, 80s hardcore punk. Punk punk was your shit in the beginning, right? If like you want to phrase first, way, yeah. like tell me what, how old were you when you started wanting to be a vocalist and be in a band? Oh, uh, suffocation came into my life, and I was like, oh, I could do this. I could. I just felt like I could. I could do guttural vocals. Mm-hmm. You know. So you didn't have any, I, did you have any like projects before you were doing guttural vocals? No. No? Nope. Okay. So just, uh, we just... had a friend, we had a friend in common, Lee, our friend Lee. Yeah. And he introduced us. Lee was a guitar player that was local. And uh, I met him <clears throat> the first night I, pl- I uh, saw Deeds of Flesh play. <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me. And anyway, Bill was uh, his friend, and he kept saying, oh, you know, I got this friend who's, you know, a really sick vocalist, and uh, I met Bill. He brought Bill over, and uh, I was, like, 19, 18 or 19? 17. 17? Shit. Yeah, I was young. And I had all these riffs, and I had all these songs, and I was ready Mm -hmm. to go. I was was hungry, and this was like... Sorry to interrupt. What year is this exactly, do you think? 90... What, four? The end of 94, December 94. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Like, the birth of Decrepit was like 10 years before End Time Begins, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, so these guys, these guys were older than me by a little bit, and they were friends, and uh, they just really thought, you know, they liked what I was doing. They liked the songs that I was writing. I thought Bill had a killer voice, and... uh, our buddy Lee was a pretty good guitar player and he hung out there with us for a while. Eventually he took off and me and Bill just stuck, stuck with it. And uh, we, we jammed with like local drummers here in Santa Cruz and nobody could quite pull it quite right. It was like, I don't know. It just wasn't, you know, quite what we were looking for, but 
we still jammed and tried to get to the point where we were ready to find the right person. And uh, this was about like 98 or so. We met Derek Boyer and uh, he was playing with Deeds of Flesh and he just, we saw him with Deeds of Flesh and uh, we just, we pushed, we were like, hey man, do you know any drummers? Do you know anybody? We got this, you know, we got this music, we're looking for someone. And right there, we just, we all became friends and I learned about Deprecated that night and I don't know, you know, it was just kind of, kind of went from there. Hell yeah. So, um, so you met Derek, you, you heard about Deprecated then. And so at, at that point, did you, did you guys have any complete songs yet or anything or was it just so, riffs? So, um, we had songs, um, that were like the first versions of, of stuff that became like on end time begins. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of, I kind of just morphed that stuff into the end time begins stuff. And, uh, Derek and I would, we'd get together and hang out and he moved, he moved from San Diego because originally I went down and played uh, with deprecated for a little while. And I, I did that. And, uh, and then I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I kind of want to do my own thing, I think. And I came back to Santa Cruz and Bill and I were like, let's, let's do this, you know? And, and Derek's like, I'll move up there and, and play bass and let's record an album. And, uh, you know, we, I got a little house and we just, he moved up into the house with me and we worked on that shit like every day, fucking just, just writing music and I had all these songs and we kind of dissected them and rewrote them and Derek was coming at me with songs and Bill had ideas all that kind of shit like I don't know if Bill wants to throw something in here on on any of that but I guess not <laughs> you got anything to say about that Bill uh that time? Matt's tell the story he's yeah. doing a good job anyway okay, yeah so so um yeah it was me and Derek we wrote those songs and uh he we would also um spend a lot of time at the unique leader house which was the deeds of flesh house um we'd go down there in Los Osos and uh, we'd work on music there and uh we'd they'd be deeds of flesh would be gone out on tour and we'd be packing cds and sending that shit out and fucking just hanging out and working on music and kind of just getting the vibe and, uh, you know, the, being in the Deeds of Flesh house, just getting that vibe yeah. that we're in their house. We're we all, yeah, anybody who's been there, you get that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So we're sitting in there playing this music, writing shit and feeling really good. Those guys come back from tour and uh, Eric was like, you know, we're ready to sign you guys if you're, if you're ready to record, you know, record a full album. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah, so we went from there. He hooked us up with Tim Young. And we got to have him fly out and uh, I had a little makeshift studio out in my backyard at the house that we were all living in. And uh, <laughs> we, it was like totally shitty little garage. I'm sure Bill remembers this shit. It was oh, like yeah. rain. Yeah, it was like raining. Oh, poor Tim. The drum, yeah, the we drum were... set was floating. Yeah. Literally. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? It was raining. It was raining at the little uh, little uh, fucking garage that I had and it was leaking into the garage in the ground. We were sitting there record trying to record this record and uh, we have everything up on pallets and it's like you can see Tim's like playing drums and the pallets are like, you know, swishing back and forth because there's water wow. rushing in. Um, but, you know, we got it done. We got it done and Tim recorded and uh at the time, I don't think Tim was was too stoked on exactly what we were doing. 
I think he was kind of like, uh, this isn't my cup of tea as far as the material goes, because I think we were kind of doing stuff that not too many bands, other bands were really doing yet at the time with all the super technical changes. And, you know, it was, it was still kind of like the old school death metal was still kind of there. And it, the new oh, stuff tough. was kind of uh, just real quick. In. I was just going to say with the end time begins, like you totally feel like uh, deeds of flesh disgorge vibe at times, you know, but it, it those were the bands. It was it was its own thing at the same time. It was like it was the next step, you know. Like yeah. it really was the album that cool. showed the next step. In, wasn't there a uh, style? Started to cut in, but wasn't there a, a, a demo out there with Kevin Talley on drums? Yeah, That's I right. didn't bring that up. So I, I yeah. I'm right. sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna. That was one of the things that I wanted to bring up because I used to go to Tower Records all the time at uh, Stonestown Mall in San Francisco. We would go up there because. They'd get all the uh, biannual and 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 annual metal zines yeah. that uh, you know were put out independently, and SOD was one of them. And they would showcase mm-hmm. a record label. Oh which, yeah. So I think it would come out twice a year, or four times a year, something like that. But I I, I have to go get it because it come with sick artwork and it'd give the fucking list of the bands that they did all the interviews and shit and it was like i miss thick. those days oh dude it was like thick paper yeah. so you're like oh yeah this is gonna last a long time this yep. is gonna last so many shits dude so many shits dude. <laughs> always and, on the toilet <laughs> and uh but it, you know what was cool about sod is that they would showcase a record label with their with their magazine and and they put out a compilation with the right. magazine and it was a unique leader compilation i remember and, Dude, that compilation turned me on to it. It was like um, I, I just like jumped to the front line. Like I, I already knew everything. Like just from that compilation, like boom, here's all of the unique leader. Here's all the sick shit you got. Fucking, I mean, I hadn't even heard Brutus and all that shit was on there. And then of yep. course, uh, Decrepit Birth with mm-hmm. Kevin Talley, that demo. And I was just like, what's <laughs> this, dude? Mm-hmm. And 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 to see the change from that demo to and time begins too, because for all of yeah. us, California death metal fans and, and musicians, we, we, the anticipation for and time begins. That's what it was. Like I talked to everybody about the anticipation of that album coming out before I knew yeah. you guys, it was like, Oh dude, this is going to be the shit. And then when it dropped, I mean, then you get the little like teaser tracks. You're like, Oh dude, yes, it yeah. is the shit. And then you listen to the rest. I mean, you're like, yeah, this is it dude <laughs> i think i remember meeting you like right around that time right before end time begins came out my you my, and Dan. my story is i met bill first because right. i was at the pound and i don't know if with you Derek. were with him that night he came up with probably, Eric, probably Derek. and and you came with a, a a backpack full of decrepit merch and i i literally was like can i can I buy one of your t-shirts? <laughs> and did I like, sell it to you or did I give it to you? No, no. You, I, th- I don't know if you were selling or whatever, but regardless, like I got a decrepit shirt that night, you know? And I was just like, this is the, I can't wait to wear this shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. later on soon, I met you, Matt. And uh, well, I'm, I think that we all really got close once Casey joined the band, you know? Right. Like once Casey was in and we started hanging out like deep, like <laughs> that's when shit got real, but that's still sure. kind of ahead. So you guys did the end time begins recording with Tim Young. Now, how was that process? Yeah. So like I said, the drum, the drum recording was fucking suck. That sucked. That was, that was bad, but we, yeah. we did what we had to do. You know, we, mm-hmm. we tried to, cause we were all, I mean, at the time, 
I'm not sure how many uh, brutal death metal bands were recording all their their albums at home. I mean, maybe there was a few, but um, I think at that time, still people were still going into a studio to record their albums. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and do this shit at home, you know, because I had, I had an ADAT machine and I had like some, at the time it was pretty advanced, like uh, home recording equipment and stuff like that, like digital, like on the computer. So this was like 2001 you know, or 2002. And, uh, we, um, we just decided to do it and we did the drums and we edited the drums and I'm sure Bill remembers how many hours we fucking took editing those drums. And it's not because the playing was bad. It was because the reason why is because Tim didn't get a chance to learn that material all the way through. So he would play up to like a section, you know, he'd play a section Mm -hmm. or up to a break and we had to edit it all, you know, every single song, maybe there was one or two songs that he played maybe halfway through and was able to play the other half, but he was learning these parts on the fly. So we had to button pieces together, sections together. And, and so we would record and we'd have to write all these notes down where the different drum parts in, where they came in. It was a fucking nightmare. I would never want to have to do it, another Sounds album like, like that. It was. But we were learning, you know, and I was I was younger. I was in my early 20s at that point. And all the rec- recording on the computer was very new to me. And I thought it was cool, though. I thought we were, we were doing what we could do. We're kind of doing it from home. We wanted that yeah. real death metal raw recording. So we figured me and Derek were like, we can do this. And even Bill was jumping in, helping us uh, edit. And we all kind of learned together. So that was a lot of fun. We did the guitars at home and all that stuff at home. Um, but we ended up mixing with, uh, uh, Colin from Vile. Yeah. And, uh, we, so he mixed it for us and mastered, mastered for us. Um, he did, a, you know, he did a good job considering the, what the product that we gave him. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stoked that he was able to, to help us. I think, I think if he didn't mix it and master it, I think that that album would just sound really bad. So I'm, I'm stoked he did what he did to it. I mean, but to be honest, like the, the, um the the drive to do that for your first record like yep that, it's a feat dude and you guys did it and dude i i mean to get ready for this i i went through you guys shit again and listening to end time begins dude just took me right back to fucking being 18 again you know <laughs> that's I, mean, yeah. I, I was 19 i was 19 when that album came out so it's like yeah I, for what it is dude it sounds fucking great you know it still yeah. like holds the test of time of like it still has this unique raw punch to it that still kicks you in the ass. I listened to it recently too and I was like, gee, like people some people will be like, ah, it's kind of like raw and it's kind of sounds I'm like, dude, that's what makes it amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like well, it has this rawness to it, but that just actually like punches you in the tits, you know? But like that's there's awesome. no way you can deny it, you know. Hell yeah, man. I think I, I don't know if any of the guitar players out there want to know why the the guitar tone is so it's just like you said maybe it's unique i mean some people it really bugs the shit out of them and some people are like i just love that guitar tone because it's very unique on end time begins i had a derek and i had an idea of running my my um digitech uh system through his bass uh sansamp di so we recorded our guitar and then and then eq'd it with his bass sansamp di and then ran that out into a power amp and then out into a cabinet and that's what just gave it that 
I mean, you can hear I was playing the notes, but it's like, for some reason, it almost sounds like everything kind of just runs together. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's got that kind of just like, it's like a, just a wall of sound kind of like with the guitar, but it, it's too bad because the guitars could have been a little louder on the recording too. It's just, it is what it is, you know? And that's, that's, we're all, we're all always going to talk like that, dude. I mean, I, I'm always going to say that I could have done better with my vocals. Oh, dude, you're album, amazing, dude. Kind of shit, but, <laughs> ah, dude, don't. But no, what I'm trying to say is like, like to hear you, like there's so many fans that are going to watch this right now and hear you talk like that. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, like yeah. that's what the fans look at it differently than we do. Like we're always right. going to nitpick at our shit, you know? Yeah. I, I, pretty, I have a really cool. Is, I, yeah. Go for it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I have a no, really no, cool perspective saying, on it. Cause I, I'm, I'm like literally. <laughs> I'm literally a fan first that joined the band and got to learn everything that was done on Anti Begins and actually had no no clue that's how like crazy the, the riffs were. Um, I, I basically thought it was just like a lot of like some chugging and some like dig -a -dig -a -dig -a -dig. like learning like the patterns, learning everything like because I came into it like knowing Anti Begins as an album first and then and then just having you show me the songs, I was like holy crap, you guys are doing yeah. that like. There's so much hidden in that album. That's yeah. like some of the most like insane, like just insane riffs that like I still to this day like will just be driving down and like getting my head stuck in my head. Like there's there's some catchy riffs that kind of they got lost a little bit in some of it, but yeah. the really heavy parts is what and uh, has always hit me with that album. Is like the it builds up to like a super mega crushing like heavy part, you know. But a lot of the in between, I was like. I had no idea what you were doing, and then seeing the actual, um, or learning the actual learning riffs, the like, holy yeah. shit! I was like, well, "You're doing all of that this whole time? Like, it's crazy." I remember yeah. when I first heard "In Time Begins" or, or heard of it. It was kind of a funny story. I was like living down in San Diego. It was like 2003, I guess, because um, that's when it came out, right? That's the year 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, <laughs> I get this phone message from David and Josh, and they're like up in Santa Cruz, and they're like driving around they're like casey you gotta check out this band <laughs> this crazy message in the car and they're like they're blasting it in the car they're like it's like the drummer is like tim young and derek from you know from De deprecated because we because we like love deprecated you know and like yeah. we, we we had that you know that first one induced to or what is it called like the deriding deriding creation is the yeah yep. we, we played induced as anyways but um so yeah i get this phone message and it's just all like oh check it out oh my god it's all <laughs> I was like, whoa, like the fuck? I'm like, okay, I gotta check this out, you know. And I went over to Spin Records here in Carlsbad and actually ordered it. They had a like special order in time begins for me. And then it came in a couple of weeks and I was like all stoked. And I remember just being like, dude, this artwork, holy crap. And then like put it yeah. on. And I was, yeah, dude, there's something special about that album. Like it's just I've always was, loved it. There was a lot of we put a lot of um, you know how it is when a band has their first album and you know, they just you have all these ideas all from from years and it's just you put it all in there it's all raw you know it's nothing the record labels don't matter none of, nothing nothing matters no opinion it's all, all about your opinion because you don't have any fans yet really i mean we didn't we had some fans but not like seriously i know there was some anticipation like you guys were talking about because we had a website 
that we put out there and we put little clips and samples like about six months before we actually released the album. And then I think the album got leaked too, um, like on WinMX or one of those fucking things. So like a couple months before End Time Begins even came out, I think it got leaked, which fuck it. In the long run, I think it actually helped us. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that album really just a lot of like a lot of raw emotion in there as far as, you know, just that angst of youth. And, uh, you know, I was young and, and a lot of those riffs came from when I was like fucking a, a teenager. And you know how it is. You just have that anger and it's raw and it comes out in your music. And that's what End Time Begins was for me. And then Bill's like amazing like lyrics. That was like the icing on the cake, though. Like to me, like he just had these esoteric like like lyrics that when he would read them to me, I'd be like, holy fuck, what did I just hear? And if you read some of those lyrics that he, you know, wrote on that first album, they're just, they blow my mind still, still to this day. I'm like, God, those lyrics are, they're beautiful and brutal and they're brutal. I mean, we all know that. Brutal, dude. They are. Just to interject. I fucking love it. What was that one song that we never played? The one we never played, but had the coolest lyrics, right? Or, or something. Rebirth. Like really, Rebirth. Oh, yeah. Rebirth of Consciousness. Rebirth. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that you was you guys always used to talk. Um, my lyrics took that direction. I just wrote that and went, "Oh, this is what I've got to start doing." That's a, that's the path I'm going down. Yeah, because it was way different. My lyrics were more cheesy before that, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's you have the first uh, demo, right? Oh, sorry. What? No, I was just gonna say, like, uh, what inspires you? Because as a from writer to writer, what inspires you to write? Just life like living my life and like it sounds, I'm it's just sitting there observing. yeah life yeah. dude it's like, like it's i'm an intro i'm an introvert most of my life and i just sit there and watch and think and think and think and, and read and think and read and then just uh yeah so yeah so that, for me i would just say that the only difference would be i'm not really necessarily would call myself an introvert i'm more of an empath so like i i I write with an empathetic, like for humanity. I have empathy for humanity while I'm writing. <laughs> nice. Even I'm writing about negative shit. I'm still writing from an empathetic perspective. You know, that's all. That's awesome. No, that's killer. So yeah. can I ask, uh, I think- I've, I've got actually ideas for a new album now. Thanks. Uh, yeah. it's a whole new concept. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm Let's do a collab. Yeah. It's it's going to be a dual vocal. No, no collaboration. Right? It's mine. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Well, it's speaking of which, I didn't have time to copyright that shit. Aren't you on the new deeds, Bill? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bill, are you yeah, on the doing new deeds? a few deeds? parts with same one of the songs with Anthony here. Right, same song. Yeah, right? dude. Awesome. The, yeah. What's the title him. of that song? Or is it uh, not undisclosed yet? It's no, not... it is uh, called shit. What is it called? I forget. Ascension. I know one of the words. Yeah, ascension. Is that it? That's the word. I think. Okay. I think it's just. Oh, cool. I think it's just ascension. Yeah, that's it, what that's it is. what the MP3 was called. Out. Me, I remember called it. when they yeah. sent it to me. Ascension. It's, it's going to be the third track on the album. Yeah, dude. Me, Bill, Obi. We're all on it together, dude. It's like yeah, a yeah. little mini, little mini that's fucking cool. bloodletting tour. Super rad. Yeah, a little <laughs> mini yeah. bloodletting tour song, dude. <laughs> yeah right yeah. matt you did really a solo is. on that album right yes i did um on on the song nucleus at the end there and uh nice. i'm i'm on the little video that they just released it's on, it's on yeah. the video yeah. oh yeah. that's right it's that's really, yeah. so um, that's awesome. <laughs> i'm i'm really happy to get to be a part of that because obviously 
Deeds of Flesh, you know, as far as the, you know, the California death metal scene, they are, the, they are the Kings. I mean, there's bands before them yeah. that were death metal bands, obviously, you know, like bands like uh, Autopsy and uh, Exhumed were around before Deeds of Flesh really, but they weren't playing the same style. Uh, yeah. Deeds of Flesh played that technical, yeah. it was like suffocation on fucking crack, you know? Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's what, um, that Back they, in ADD. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> like the first time I saw them, changed my life. Literally, I saw them in Santa Cruz play Deeds of Flesh, and they there was maybe two or three other people in the crowd. And I was just standing there watching this band play the most amazing music I'd ever seen, and I was like, I want to play like that. I mean, okay. I love Suffocation, and I want to do what they do too, but I wanted to incorporate this new style, this California style that bands like you know deeds of flesh and then i heard about disgorge not much long later you know not tomorrow too much after that excuse me and uh i was like this band that band all these bands from california then deprecated i heard about uh you know just it was just a, a whole thing and uh, it was funny how we're all all started with d i, I always thought that was kind of a weird what's it's like decrepit bird you know deeds yeah of flesh. anyway we're all d bands um but yeah, man, I, we just fucking had a certain style that, you know, at that time, I think it was, it sounded really fresh. And there was a lot of people that were, you know, especially the younger crowd that was maybe just getting into death metal and they really wanted that amped up style. Uh, I think they looked to the unique leader bands and it wasn't even just California bands because there was bands like Disavowed and Pyamia and, you know, these bands Definitely. from around the world that unique leader and Eric was signing and uh, I was like, Jesus, you know, and then I heard I heard this two two bands, especially that that unique leader signed. And I know this is not California, but I have to say Spawn of Possession and Psychrotic. Yeah. Psychrotic. Those two yeah, fucking bands were just dude. like. Next just, level. Yeah, they took yeah, it dude. like I mean, they brought something different to it where, you know, of course, you know, the, the music like uh, Discords and Deeds of Flesh we were doing was it was just so raw and aggressive and there wasn't really like any guitar solos and it wasn't really so much about melody. It was about fucking pound you in the face over and over chromatic riffs and just brutality, you know, and speed and technicality, but melody didn't count so much. Um, and then I, you know, I, I met, I met you guys, you know, I started hanging out with you guys and especially Casey and, you know, and, and, you know, we listened to bands like Necrophagist and, Spawn of Possession and, and that kind of stuff. And then Quovatis and all those bands that I learned from, you know, me hanging out with, with you guys. And I really got it more into bringing in some, some theory into the music and um, some melody and doing something different. And that's, you know, where it led to the diminishing between world stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. kind of where that's it went. I, that's kind of where my next question was going to go. Like at what point did you, decide that you were going to take a more melodic, more focused approach to the songwriting, you know, but you um, answered it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I also got to say too, I mean, obviously death. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of, of death. I've always loved death human. Like I, I got into death when um, I think like when spiritual healing came out. So I was like 89 or 90, something like that. That's kind of when I got into death metal and, uh, Death was the first first band. Them and Morbid Angel were the bands for me. And but something about Death, I was always just Chuck really meant a lot to me. And then eventually Chuck passed on, and I was like, you know what? At some point in time, I'm gonna. I really want to honor 
Chuck on one of my albums. You know, if I ever come out with an album, it might not be our first album. It might not be our second or third, but it ended up being dim diminishing for me because mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, of death inspired stuff on diminishing between worlds. And um, I just, I mean, it's same with polarity too. I carried over, but a lot on, on diminishing. And to me, I mean, it's not like it's an outright tribute to Chuck, but in my way, I look at it like, when I'm on stage, it's like I'm playing in Time Begins stuff and it's like a brutal feeling. It's like I'm going to get down and crouch my head and be like, you know, I'm playing br brutal shit. But when I play the stuff that's on um, Diminishing, it's more like um, it's soulful. It's like I'm connecting with my instrument and I'm letting my soul kind of just take over while I'm playing and I'm not thinking so much, you know. And I just love that feeling when I'm on stage. That's my favorite part of being on stage is when... You're just you're just connecting with the audience and your music and the stuff on diminishing made it really easy to connect more with the audience and um, that's why I just I love diminishing between worlds I love the drumming on it I love everything on it it's my favorite album of of ours that we've done and a lot of a lot of bands will say oh my last album was my favorite I love our last record I do and I like where I'm going to be going with the next record but there's something special about uh, diminishing and just, you know, especially having Casey's on, on there and, you know, the, it was the three of us recording yeah. that shit and it was special. Those special were good time. times, man. Yeah, yeah, very man. good times. I was well, just going to say like our, with Odious, like cryptic, the second album is the same kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't on oh, the first yeah. one, but like, the the second album you know everybody yeah. is like it's, I remember the cryptic days you know oh it's yeah like still our favorite you too, guys you know you guys honestly favorite. like you guys came out with your record a little bit before diminishing um right just so seven was, sometime what i was did, right what year did a diminishing come out did it, it come it out seven or oh eight yeah 2007 yeah. diminishing came out yeah or what was it? Two thousand. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was January '08 um, or something. January, yeah. February '08. I, I think it was I meant to say cryptic, and then we were on tour with uh, with yeah. Black Dahlia. Remember yeah. that? That oh. was right when we were on tour with them. Uh, so anyway, fun. so um, yeah. yeah, that album came out, um, and just um, we were really. I looked up to kind of what you guys were doing. I mean, we went to we went to Zach because of you guys. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with the way he made the guitars and the drums kind of sound together. And I wanted that sound. Yeah. And uh, you guys, you guys kind of, you know, you were setting a high bar with Cryptic Implosion. And I was like, man, you know, like, I, I want to live up to what they're doing. And I, I mean, wow. I'm not saying that it was any kind of competition. I just wanted to be up there with what how your guys' record sounded. Dude, and I thought it sounded so good. Thank you very much, dude. And, and this is the exact, this just goes back to what I was talking about. Like, like the whole reason why we love to talk about what we were doing back then in the scene is because we were all propping each other up. We were all right. pushing yep. each other right. to the, to the furthest we can go because it was like, you didn't want to feel like you were left behind. Like everybody's moving forward. We need to keep going, you know? Right. That Everybody was great, so good. Man everybody was so good at their instruments and writing these crazy fresh new songs and style that really nobody had heard. Um, you know, Stanford savior, uh, all yep. you guys fucking odious mortem, just especially that cryptic implosion though, that, that set a bar for, for, okay, I think okay. a lot of people. So well, that's hard awesome, dude. I, it was just it, insane. To hear you say that, that's so cool because like we're saying the same thing about in time begins, you know? Right. So it's like it, 
it just solidifies you're saying like it keeps on yeah it's like everybody's it's like that you know like everybody's going up the handle of the bat who's going to end up on it's not really who's going to end up on top but it's just no but we all push we drive each other to look like we're jerking dicks all the way up we we were such in such a close circle that we were kind of like we were stoked we weren't like yeah there was no competition we were like awesome we're like you know like and and even like animosity was the reason why we even went to zach because because um, they were just like, go, you guys have to go to Zach. You guys yeah, have to do this. We heard empires. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, like yeah, really? They're like, you have to do it. And we're like, all right, we'll try it. And then even, yeah, it was one of the most uh, sobering. Uh, it was definitely like one of the craziest experiences of my life like going there. like a boot there. camp, dude. A boot camp, but just like how we're supposed to, you know, we've never been in a professional studio before. So we were like, we basically like walked in there and Zach's like, you need to do this, you need this. Oh, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. Shit. <laughs> he really he really made sure that bands uh did things the right way and he would keep pressuring you to keep taking the take over until it was done properly oh dude i loved exactly. his truth i loved his truth like yeah yeah no yeah. you gotta do it again okay yeah i gotta do it again <laughs> oh yeah he'll tell you he'll tell you <laughs> yeah sure. i just wanted to real quick like kind of chime in about like before we, we move on um, about like how I kind of like also like got a hold of you, Matt, um, back in the day about like recording and stuff, you know, like in 2004 oh, sure. well, before yeah, I yeah. met you, you know, and uh, I remember the Derek Roddy forum. Remember that? Oh, you know? yeah. 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 And so that was the thing, you know, and so and that's I remember, where we met. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're yeah. like, I think your, your name was in time begins or whatever. Right. Or something. Or was it Shroud of Shroud Impurity? Of Impurity. OK, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being like, oh, man, that's Matt from Decrepit. Holy shit. You know, <laughs> and like you'd like comment and be like, oh, wow. And like we're talking about music and stuff. And everyone everyone was like posting, you know, their, their like links and music and tr- like trying to upload it. It was like 2004, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I just remember those days. And like I remember you posted like like an original track of like I think it was called Diminishing Between Worlds, but it was like this original version of it. You know, and, that I sounds remember- familiar. Yeah, and like, and it was like the sickest thing ever. Like, I was like, "What is this?" You know, and I already, you know, had in time begins, and obviously was like super stoked on it. You know, um, yeah. so I just remember those days, and then we got a hold of you, like, how do you to come record with you in Santa Cruz? You know, yep. And that was, and you recorded our first Odious album. So they kind of just like pulling back. That was two thousand four. That's when I met you, and yeah. I remember driving up there with I was twenty one. Uh, and I drove up with Dan like all night we worked and then we got off late and then like you know drove up all night got there at, like four in the morning slept on David's couch and I couldn't really sleep I was so excited to record you know we, we met you were you go, go. Oh, dude we're gonna record in Matt's house and stuff you know yeah it was awesome dude so and then of, of course after that we became good friends and for sure I was so impressed like you guys just came and, and played those songs um for that album and just one take it was just like wham bam you guys are in you're out and it was the drumming it was so good you know at the time i was like wow i this is amazing he just came in and just played all these songs really quick and it was you you guys were sick you know i mean obviously there was a big change up to your next album but still for what that record was i i had such a good time recording it with you guys man that was a lot of fun oh dude and just as a fan like that because that album they they were they hadn't even put it out yet when I started hanging out because Joel joined and then I recent then soon after that me and Dan started coming down there and hanging out and uh, 
I got a, a CDR version of Devouring and we listened to it like four times in a row on the way home. Just like, what, what is this? Like, uh, what, what's the fucking Caverns of Reason, dude? When we first oh, heard yeah. that song, dude, you're just like, Sick. you're like, you physically like that one little fucking guitar lick. You're like, wait, what's going on? Wait, my, my brain is kind of fucked up right now. It was the same <laughs> thing I was talking about. Like, uh, you have to be like, uploaded with the new software when you listen to it so i long rant just saying like from a fan what joel was saying earlier like from a fan before you join the band like it's it's a cool thing to finally be in the band you know yeah it changes everything yeah totally dude and then cryptic being the next album but this isn't yeah. about odious dude what this yeah we had so much respect well, no, <laughs> It's just about how he met. That's all I was saying. No, no, no. I'm saying saying that jokingly. I'm just saying like, especially the recording. Back to the birth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, that's how we met though. I recorded the first Odious album. I even recorded a couple of your guys' demo, a demo, maybe one demo of yours after that too. Oh yeah. We loved your demos. Or no, not kitchen kitchen demo. Okay. Kitchen demo. All right. Perfect that you brought that up real quick. And I'm not trying to take over on the mic a bunch, but so you Matt, are the reason why I stopped cupping the microphone. Oh, no, really? In, no, in a good way. Because okay. it, made me, it made me project more and made my voice sound different because I used to use cupping the mic as a crutch. <clears throat> you know, that's right. kind of terrible. But um, I used to use I- it as a crutch. And then I'm recording in, we were at the storage unit. We were yeah. at the storage unit and we were recording that demo. And at, at some point you're like, dude, like let's just see what it sounds like if you take your hand off the mic and I, I, you know, got enough courage to fucking record without cupping the mic. And I was like, Oh, it actually sounds all right. You know? And then that became like a new thing for me. Like I don't need to cup the mic. I want to use my really make my voice and throat be the thing, you know? Well, my opinion on the cupping thing, just really quick. And I'm not going to make a long thing of it. I really, I, I encourage Bill to cup the mic on stage, not all the time, on certain parts. Yeah, um, that's what I do just, on live, live. I'm talking just recording. Yeah. I'm talking recording. Sorry, um, even, in, even in the album, um, like our last album, okay. there's there's tons of parts where um, I'll just, because it adds an effect. And it's 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 like, I could I could do, throw some EQ on there and boost like mid-range or something mm-hmm. and try and get that, that like wind tunnel effect. But yeah. there's something cool every once in a while. Oh, so totally. It's like, it's your hands. And, I'm not, and, and I'm it not knocking of, it when I said that. No, I know. And like, I'm not saying you, but I hear yeah. a lot of people out there who, who say, you know, don't cup, cup the mic. And yeah, maybe not the whole time, but if, if you're just going to throw it in now every now and again, especially live, like you said, or on the, on a record, if you, and yeah. to me, it's natural. It's a natural effect. It's, it's your a hands. brutalizer. And it does. It's like, it makes this all totally. of a sudden it just, really makes it when i want to get guttural i'll definitely use that technique for sure i'm just saying like fuck it no no but i look back at that that moment as like a time where i like i can't even remember that for some reason i don't remember in the storage unit and and you brought your recording equipment to the studio okay recording just my vocals in there i don't know if you did drums there too or whatever i don't remember my vocals for that demo well, it was like 2005, dude, or some shit like that, you know? Right. And it was just like a couple songs. I think because the ki- was a kitchen demo, you too? Or did we do that separately, oh, yeah. Casey? That was Matt. Matt. Okay, yeah. so then you, yeah, did yeah. Two, yeah. you did two demos with me. 
I can't yeah. even remember what I, I did. You did like multiple ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was. I did like a, a, a total of five songs from Cryptic demo versions with me on vocals on huh. two different demos. Yeah, one I mean, with cupping and one without. I mean, also back then we kind of cared more about techniques and what people are using and what it's going to make us look like if we do something or. You know, yeah. well, I was using it as a crutch because I couldn't project as much as I wanted to, and then right. like now, but now if it sounds good, yeah, if it sounds good now, like like we're old enough, we're like, okay, use it, dude. Like that's what that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, but in the long run, yeah, man. You know, it's the same thing. You know, we uh, this is another thing that a lot of these California bands get. Um, you know, there's the newer bands, especially like a, a band like Rings of Saturn, where bands are getting accused of cheating and, and speeding things up and, and doing, you know, or are triggers cheating and all this stuff, or they play in doubles on their feet, you know, what, all this stuff, you know, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, you, you go into the studio and sometimes there's some studio trickery that's done with, with these bands. And, and I don't care who you are. I, I know a lot of the, I can tell when a, when a record's got quantized double bass and I, I know when it, when it does. And, you know, it's like people can try and pretend that, you know, that they don't, but I can tell when it is. And, you know, as long as you can go on stage and fucking play that shit and entertain people and make them smile, I think that's that's the thing. Your product, you want your product to sound sick. You know, you want your product to be fucking as much as it can be. And I'm not saying go in there and cheat. And I'm not saying, you know, speed shit up or anything like that. But sometimes you have to edit and do certain things and clean things up. And this is just what's done. And any professional, uh, huge, multi, you know, uh, moneymaker band will go into a studio and they're going to clean up everything. They're going to edit everything yeah. and that's just this is the way it goes so mm -hmm. um i don't know and i'm not trying to say you know i mean if you can go in there and absolutely kill it and you're a drummer that can play you know 260 beats per minute and you can play get your intervals to be 16th notes and really line it up and you can do it fuck yeah that's fucking awesome and then you if you have to do doubles to get there cool but this is, these are things that bands like um like us get accused of a lot you know and i'm not saying it's a negative thing but that's what comes along with playing really fast and that's something that bands you know like us or deeds of flesh and i've heard it all you know discords we get accused of, of like cheating a lot in the studio and you know i i just i say again you know we want to make a killer product it's not cheating if we have to clean up the drums here and there you know so and if you and I yeah just, if you're doing it a lot too like i mean if it's like it's one of those things where you're you're really editing things to a like an extreme point like the truth will come out when you play live like right there will be videos of of you playing and and, and the truth if you're going to edit it that much um the truth the truth is out in in the fucking arena, you know the, the clubs and stuff they'll, they'll see it like it's not i agree it's totally it's it's you know it's one of those things if you want to put that product out that's on you um if you want to clean things up here and there, that's what everyone does. Like, that's just what happens. Like, it's one of those things where there's, it's money, it's time. We got to get it done. You know, it's like we're, we got nerves. Sometimes you got to move a kick every now and then. Or you got to change right. a, a part every now and then. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But if you're going to like... the type of editing that we're talking about. It's not like crazy, like, 
totally record it and then just go through every single note and line, line them up exactly perfect no it's like i mean listen to there's it to bands out point. there that do that though i mean that that will go in there and clean it up to the point where it's quantized every single kick drum hit all the tom hits will be quantized i mean and i'm not saying you know i'm not saying that's a terrible thing but as long as you can fucking play that shit live you better be able to do it live that's exactly. all exactly the truth will come out you know yeah yeah because so. then it's just yeah that's just a natural thing that goes along with playing this style of music. And I, I felt like I, it, it was something to touch on. No, totally. And I mean, if you want to be just a studio band doing that, that's totally chill too. You know, exactly. it's like it, art exactly. is art. Yeah. You know, it's just like it, it, you could go to take it to the extreme boundaries to where it, it, you know for sure that it's inhuman, but it, that's your point. You know, I mean, using right. computers isn't human. You know, that, that could be something, you know, some people could, could rip on art saying, well, use Photoshop for it instead yeah. of Drew right. it. You know, it's like it could be you could be taken like in, in so many different ways. And, you know, for editing and stuff like that, where I think yeah, if we were having this conversation earlier in our 20s, we would probably be saying something different. But now yeah, that we're old exactly. enough, we're realizing exactly. like it doesn't fucking matter, dude. You express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. And and yeah, and I mean, I, I just recently got a shirt by a band called Angus Tron that they're like an electronic avant garde grind band that has like hip hop and dance in it, too. But it's like it's totally synthetic sounding, right. but it's for that purpose. Right. And, right. and actually it's not really, I shouldn't say synthetic sounding, but it's a drum machine band, you know, but the guitars are actually fucking legit, but either way, you, I'm just, you know, the, like, the, the, the final product are, it's like, um, it's a canvas and we're trying to, we're trying to paint our art onto that canvas and we're trying to satisfy, especially ourselves first as musicians. A lot of the time, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm more personal about the way I write my songs because I want to write these songs f to entertain myself first, you know, like I want to be able to put my song in the car and drive down the road and be like, fuck yeah, it sounds jamming, yeah, you know, I know you guys know that feeling, it's, it's awesome yeah. when it's like that. Totally. So I think that first, but then I think, you know, it would be cool to, you know, get the, the fans into it and, you know, have a killer like mosh crushing part where the where the fans can get into what we're doing, you know? And uh, so that's kind of, you know, that's something that that's really important with writing this music is, is you can, I mean, you can be all about yourself and write these crazy music that, that just entertains yourself. But if you don't, yeah. you know, get something that's going to hook the fans, when you go to play live in front of like, you know, a couple of thousand people at an open air fest in, you know, Germany, there, it's going to be hard to hear, hear some of those notes come through. You know, and you want to play something that is going to be able to hook the crowd, you know, and, and something that's going to crush. So that's why bands like Suffocation, you know, it's just riff after riff of good, good stuff that just catches you and you can't help yourself, you know. So that, that adds to your repertoire of just like of your canvas, what you're saying, like that adds like what you want in your music is like you're playing like you don't want to be playing for people that are staring at you. You want to like. You, you do a, right. a couple tours of just the most technical stuff you could possibly play. And they're like, uh, and then you're like, right. Okay. Well, you know, like, like this is for, I mean, that's like a little, a little too much for me. Like on the, a lot of these riffs, like I want to kind of like, like what I want is the crowd to move. Like that's yeah. what I want. Like, so I, that's want, I want to see them move. I was like, going to go like, to Matt, riffs around that. Yeah, go ahead. Matt would just lead me into, you know, because obviously we're going to, try and keep this on a timeline you know now we're a little bit past diminishing and all that stuff and uh 
polarity and is axis Monday, right? Those two yeah. albums, I, I can notice what you guys are talking about a lot more right now with uh, writing riffs for the, for the crowd, for, for the live setting. There's so right. many more of those riffs on both of those albums compared to the previous two. Even though diminishing, like there are definitely riffs for the crowd in the, on that album as well. And even yeah. in Time Begins, but I'm just saying like, once you get into polarity and you get into the newer one, the newest one, um, you really notice that 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 is your goal. You want some headbanging riffs in there, and you keep you got them More all structure. over the place in there. You know, it's like yeah, a, been, I was listening to him at work today. I'm working on cars and shit, and I'm just like doing this the whole fucking time. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I want. This yeah. is this is what Matt wants me to be doing right now. I'm gonna that's keep what I doing. Want you to do, man. I I love the new <laughs> album. I like love it. It's fun. Thanks, it's great, dude. I awesome. to be honest, dude. Like I, I I I listened to it once when it came out, and it's just like it's not that I I didn't revisit it because I didn't like it. It was just like I'm, I'm I have so many different I know how it is. things going on in music that I want to yeah. listen to. It's like I touched it and what? I was like, oh yeah, this sounds really fucking good. And then revisiting it again recently, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, this yeah. is actually fucking killer. Do you, you want to chime in about like like some of the lyrics and like about the like, like either Axis Monday or yeah, like especially the new one? Sure, why not? Yeah, if you want to explain Axis Monday. Cause that one's Monday. really cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, he came up with a cover for that too, by the way. Oh, really? Well, just ideas, you know, the yeah. ideas of the whole DNA thing and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for the cover art, but uh, let Dan, Dan just did his own thing though, with the ideas we gave him, but the, the album actually, this might sound stupid to the people out there, but uh, on polarity, everyone really liked the song. Um, Solar Impulse was that it, Matt? Yeah, Solar Impulse. The one you you it was shorter and uh, mostly musical, and you wrote. Yeah, it was a little different. Thing. Yeah. Okay, well, people, it was not decrepit burst style. A little and, different. Um, yeah, like uh, just yeah, it's a fucking awesome song, and the More lyrics impressive. are so good. And Matt wrote all the lyrics, so my understanding of the lyrics when I read them is this certain story, whether that's what Matt meant or not. And um, the fact that so many people like the um, the feedback anyway, so many people really like that song that I decided I'm going to continue that story on the next album. So to me, the first song on Axis Monday is Solar Impulse. And um, okay. so it's like a continuation. Yeah. Like yeah. Tie back, like that yeah. would be the first song. It's basically mm-hmm. my, my understanding is this being human, whatever dies and is going into whatever's next and i just continue the story the way i made it up at that point and um the album actually didn't conclude it's like the songs stop before i finish the story you know because mm-hmm. uh i just because there needs to be another did, i didn't make it short album. enough and so who knows it could continue in the future or a song here and there could be a continuation who knows what the next album will be like but uh basically that's that's the the way i came up with that and i just i'm not going to explain my concept people come up with their own ideas of what i wrote and awesome they're usually really good what they come up with is almost like a whole concept of like holy shit this kid is the example with a uh what was that song um off the first album uh god damn i wish i had the album right here 
Not not um, in time begins. What was the one before of genocide, Matt? Prelude. Concepting the era. Concepting. Okay, this kid. This kid comes up to me. He's like 13 years old. We're on tour on our probably our first tour, you know, with that album. And he's like, "Yeah, I think I I understand the song Concepting the Era." And he's a fucking little kid, and uh, he tells me his whole idea, and it was nothing like what I what the song was about. And I was like, I can't remember. It was so deep. It just went like, like Joel says about the music sometimes. It was too much. I'm like, I can't remember it all. But it was a whole concept for another That's album, awesome, really, what this kid came up with. Nothing close to what the song was about. But yeah, uh, it's better. And to that's, where, it like that's that. where people people can read the lyrics to the albums and come up with their own ideas of what it is. And uh, I like that anyway. You know, mm -hmm. I know what it is to me. It's a whole story. And uh, to other people, it might just be mumbo jumbo. Other people might each song is its own thing and unrelated. And who gives a fuck? It's, it's Joe, music. You, you got know? something? I saw it. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so Bill, like I used to bring the diminishing between world liner notes with the lyrics in them to English class and put it in my book. So it looked like I was reading the book, but I was really just <laughs> reading your lyrics. <laughs> I, well, I actually, English class with I used to assume it was all Bill, but maybe did Matt write any lyrics back in the day or did you only start writing I did. later? The yeah, death yeah. metal uh, version of hiding definitely. your playboy. But yeah, so this is like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And um, I just like diminishing in particular has so many moments that like line up with the music where Matt writes something really soulful. And then the lyrics sound like the kind of like epiphanies you'll have like at the peak of an acid trip or something where it's like yeah. in uh, through Alchemy Bound Eternal, you'll say, you know, I am the universe. I am the sacred key. I am the force which binds the eternal. I will forever be. And for me and like my generation, when you guys were like the, the rock stars of my hometown or whatever, you guys were also giving me like, like a worldview, like a way of making sense of like what music is about and like what the ultimate goal of art was, which is to like capture this like other world that you can like kind of bring into this one is how I interpret right. it. And I was just like, that was like a way to do it. And it was like folk, it was kind of like a folk way of doing it. It wasn't like high art, like classical music in, in concert halls, you know, it was like people just underground musicians discovering this kind of crazy truth and, and bringing it out that way. That's so cool. it's just, that was my whole, like, it just inspired me. And I went on to like study philosophy and became a fucking logician and everything yeah. since then. Uh, it was really just, that was one of the 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 real inspiring things wow. for me. So I think I think the fact that um, Bill has always been the type of person who's not plugged in like how I am. I'm maybe more a little plugged into just normal society. He's always he's you know he, I, I have TVs and stuff at my house that I watch. He's more of a book reader, and you know he. Uh, I, no, he gets, I, I like I like to get tubed. Yeah, there's a but lot I of think, like nature in it too, like natural, yeah, natural meaning. Inspired yeah. by that, it's not yeah. no better high definition than right in the tube, in the right? Just so yeah. Bill, Bill actually is one of those guys where I remember someone, someone I forget one of your, someone in our group told me they were like, dude, if Bill had a million dollars, he'd be the exact same motherfucker. He would be, you know, the way he is right now. He's He's just true to himself, not to suck your balls, but uh, <laughs> you're one of my best friends, so whatever. 
Yeah, I don't have a fucking million bucks though. Goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of no, I mean, it's it's one of those things that you you're one of the the most sticking to your guns like human beings I've ever met in my life. That just will stick to you know they. And, oh my, dude, I'll hold Thanks, you later. <laughs> I will hold you. <laughs> I will hold you. But uh, no, seriously though, man, like you, you, you stick like, like you know, how many hours have we spent in the, in the living room? You know, back in the day, like just talking, riffing on stuff, and yeah, that's you've right. always stuck to your guns. There's always like I, I feel like com- comparing it to myself, I'm kind of like I feel kind of like a bitch, like more malleable. Like I will like oh, depending on the situation, I will do a different. I'll take a different path or do something. <laughs> Bill's like no, I will. No, this is what I'm doing. The same. Exactly, and that's always been like I like. Actually, that's fucking. That's awesome, man. And I think it should get out there more of like that that style of thinking. Yeah, it drives uh, a lot of my friends crazy because they're like, God damn, you're a fucking boring motherfucker. (laughs) I just like what I like. I just want to get to you. That's all it is. It's like YouTube. Not YouTube, like me and Matt. (laughs) Me and Matt get YouTube. You get tube, dude. (laughs) I guess maybe sticking with like the conceptual side, but the musical side of that, like when you guys were like coming up with the decrepit sound, like you guys had influences, but you also like kind of imagined something that hadn't existed yet. So there's like real creativity that like came in to the yeah. sound. And like, yeah. did you guys have like not musical inspiration? Like I want to co- like copy Deeds of Flesh, but you have like, I want to sound like this thing that hasn't been done before. And like, how did you like conceptualize that? Like how, how did you even come up with what you ended up bringing in? Uh, I, I think, um, I mean, I've always been into like other types of music. Um, like I like a lot of, you know, I like jazz. I like stuff like Aldi Miola and stuff like that. I like classical music. I, I like, our music is also inspired by things like you kind of almost said it. it was like things that aren't necessarily even music. Like you said, like nature and just, mm-hmm. just being good, you know? And it's, I know it's weird cause it's death metal, but it's like, it's the purest form of ourselves because it's our music and we're sharing something with the world. And that's what every musician I think should really want to do is share something personal through their music. It's a release, you know, it's a release of, I mean, especially around diminishing, I went through personally so many things around that time. And I think, I think Casey remembers some of the things that we were dealing with around that time. And, you know, it was just a weird time. And that album to me has so much pure emotion, um, diminishing. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it's just important to not always just be influenced by one thing. You know, it's, it's be influenced by all the things around you. And, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, try to sound political or try to sound this or that or whatever. I just want to, I want to say, it's just like, just be a good person, you know? And, and that's kind of like what I, I think our music is, it kind of says that in its own weird way. And it might sound dark and brutal, but really it's just me being a human being and it's so raw and it's just pure emotion. And it's just me just being a good person. And that's yeah. when I compose the, the music, world. that's what it is. That's a I love you, Matt. And totally. the thing I want to say is that it was so funny. Like when I would tell my parents or family members, like, oh, you're touring in this band. Like, what are they called? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and it's like, but it's like, you don't understand. Like, and they'd be like, oh, like, okay. And the, like, my family's super cool, but it was just kind of funny. Like, you know, it's always like, yeah, but you don't understand like, like the, the depth of, of the lyrics and like what it actually means. And like, Bill, what does decrepit birth mean, or Matt? 
You want to take it, Bill? Uh, well, it means whatever you want it to mean. But uh, for me, we were right. I, I just would write songs way before we had music just because I had the ideas. And uh, it was a lyric in um, a song that was just starting back with, say, uh, nature. And that's all it was. And there was just things before what we know. It was just bullshit. I was making it up. And then there was the way we know animals and this and that and evolution. And then man, and that was what, instead of saying, and then there's man, it was like decrepit birth. And that's just the way I referenced um, man being evolved into the scheme of what we have in life. And um, I, I threw the song idea out to Matt and Lee and this drummer we had at St. Paul and they all kind of laughed because it's hard coming up with a name. And it sounds I didn't stupid. like it at first. I didn't no, like and, it. And first. like Paul just laughed. He's all afterbird. And Paul <laughs> yeah. is fucking awesome. What a yeah. fucking good motherfucker that guy is. That's our old drummer. Paul and um, from yeah, years so ago. The, that yeah. show that Matt saw Deeds at, it was me and Matt and Lee, the first guitar player we had. We went to that. And there was a band called Iteration at the time. One of Lee's friends, some kid, Nick, or whatever, I think. I can't remember. No. And, uh, you know, Lee kind of threw out after the show, and this is the way I heard it. I can't speak for Matt, but he's all, man, just think if uh, we get this thing going, you know, and the flyers like iteration, decrepit birth, and deeds of flesh. And when someone else said it, it sounded fucking good. Mm -hmm. And that was the way I heard it. And it wasn't the name yet. And then one day it just became Matt came up with the lyric or the, um, the logo. And, uh, you know, the, the first version of it before what it is now, which is the same, but morphed, but, uh, and well, it was, that was it. You it was squished it, right? You, it was like decrepit birth and you squished it, right? You took it, made it, made it taller. The original yeah, he, drawing he of did what birth. he did to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just long and skinny at first yeah, instead yeah. of like this. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, so it just became like, I guess Matt just said, fuck, this is it. And drew the logo and it was killer. And then what he did to it since then, I mean, I really like, I, I like our logo. It's readable. It's not a splatter of lines. It's yep. legible. And, like uh, the odious anyway, logo? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what I thought that I was out of my head like the, the uh, anti-odious logo. <laughs> no, but you can read odious boredom. Yeah, yeah, totally, it. but it's still a splatter of lines. It's just No, no, no. I can uh, organize. Organize. I'm just fucking with you guys. No, totally, totally. Like, what the fuck? Um, um, uh, the thing I was gonna say about the 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 name decrepit birth, I know this is kind of crazy and maybe kind of weird, but I always well, first of all, there's a there's a suffocation lyric in one of their songs on breeding the spawn. Okay, that's how I got the, the name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's <laughs> the decrepit birth appears like that in one of their songs as a lyric, and it's that was before we came up with the the name. So people think that we got it from that, but I I guess Bill didn't. So. But for totally me, possible. the name like it's not impossible, you know. It's, no, it's I not never. I won that. I I would. I loved suffocation. I knew their their photo. Yeah, he didn't I read the lyrics. The name of any think. of the members. I never could sit and read the lyrics, other than to read them and go, "Wow, these aren't just a normal fucking murder and rape lyrics." Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't a, like follow the song and know the name of the song and read the lyrics and know them all. I just never. I was about the song they asked yeah. me to come tour with them to fill in for frank i actually had to learn the lyrics after how many fucking years have i been a fan of them yeah i had to yeah, sit yeah. and learn the lyrics yeah he so, filled uh, in for stuff it, it was legit that was, that was cool like i'm totally. stoked that my mind was on the same page as them 
that that was a lyric in one of our songs that we never used. Yeah. Because, oh, I'm, that crazy. makes me so stoked because they were <laughs> so, a huge yeah. inspir- whoever wrote their lyrics was a huge inspiration to me in um, death metal lyrics, to be honest. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, the suffocation is the ultimate influence for us. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, yeah. when it comes to death metal, I love bands like Can- I love Cannibal Corpse. I love Deicide, Morbid Angel, Death. But the blueprints came for us from suffocation. And then, you know, then we caught on to stuff like, you know, Deeds of Flesh and that really changed it. But, but yeah, suffocation was the, yeah, the main that's in, the, inspiration. Um, the root of it. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say, you know, to kind of get back though, towards also the newer stuff, because you were saying, um, you know, how we, we do, we wanted to kind of hook people more with our music and, you know, the structure, you know, is about adding in more structure and um, on polarity. I mean, you can really hear the difference on polarity compared to, you know, if you put on polarity and then listen to Antime Begins, you, it almost sounds like a different band. I mean, it really, it, there's, there's similarities, but I mean, it's, it's so much more structure and the songs were created in a, in a way that's more, I, I see as more musical and less experimental, but there is the moments where we do some experimental stuff on polarity, like Bill said, Solar Impulse, and we have some other uh, some other um, instrumental songs on there. Um, so th- we experimented in a different way. It wasn't necessarily polarity wasn't an album that was about being brutal, and I'll I'll admit that it wasn't. It w- that wasn't the top of my mind was to write a record that is fucking brutal. Since since then, I've kind of started to kind of go back a little bit. And uh, you can tell, you know, on Axis Monday, we we started to get into bringing in some of back, uh, some of the end time Yen's style back into Definitely. that. You know, you can hear that, you know, I, I kind of play some of those, you know, just more crushing, heavy riffs. And Super it's not dude. just always about m- melody like it was so much on on uh, polarity. And uh, I, I just, you know, I'm a different person now i'm for i'm 42 years old you know when i wrote um uh diminishing and and that i was uh, you know maybe just getting into my 30s so and and life was different for me back then and maybe i was more of an emotional person or whatever but that's kind of something that i was thinking about like because i knew that you guys had been working on iron time begins for so long before diminishing that it it totally makes sense to me that that there would be a change from and time begins to diminishing because you had a decade to progress and expand as a musician and yeah be into different shit so it, yeah for, you know for the regular fan who didn't know the history would be like oh they they immediately change styles after end time begins but i guarantee that the the root of you wanting to start changing the style and, and incorporating melody and all that stuff started way er- before and time begins as well. Oh, for sure. Actually. Yeah. I, I thought about it. And when we recorded and time begins, I wanted to record the death cover that we recorded on polarity. And mm-hmm. I, everybody or like Derek was just like, I don't think it's a good idea. It just wouldn't fit. Um, it's too melodic to, to put on and time begins. And I think in the long run, I think he was right. And I think mm-hmm. waiting till polarity, which was the right time to do it. You know, that's how it is with, with music. Sometimes you write something and you keep it on the back burner for fucking years and you mm-hmm. come out with other albums and other stuff. And you're just Casey, like, ah, I've got Casey, the, yeah. Elbow, you know elbow how it Casey. Is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. That's how it is. We got some old back burner stuff that's bubbling up right now. 
<laughs> I think Casey was uh, also, I, I want to say also having Casey in the band and Casey's you're, you're like a, you're kind of like a natural music teacher. That's what you do by your, that's your profession now. And I knew you were headed in that direction. And I, I'm very proud of you for doing that. And I could always oh, see thanks. that and spending time with you on tour and listening to you talk about music really, um, God, it really inspired me to hear another death metal musician talk about music that way, you know? And a lot of the musicians I had been around had never talked about music theory and getting deeper into the actual music. Um, and, and it was just more about a feeling before, but then when I met you, you helped me really dissect the music and really start to understand the more complex side of music. and. Man, I, that's been such an important thing to me, and I've taken a lot of what you've I've learned from you, and I'm applying it still to what I'm trying to do today. So, you know, oh, that right, was man. huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, it's awesome, yeah. man. And we had so many good times back in the day. Like, oh, for sure. Between you know, and also our friend Carrie, you know, from Son of Aurelius, and uh, yeah. he's now doing well. It's kind of a secret, but he's now doing odious stuff with us. Well, he did a guest. Oh solo. shit on you know on on the new album and stuff and yeah we, uh we actually have a lot of songs written for another one we'll get into that later it doesn't matter point is that uh you know back in those times man like yeah it was it was so fun like like i don't know we were we we were all inspired by like all, all these different like bands and guitarists and like all the shredding and jason becker and all that stuff you know like yeah like and rich and all those guys you know and like remember rich who kind of joined for a second we were kind of doing that and all yeah that. i do and um yeah that was super fun times and stuff and yeah so thanks man it's, it's super cool that you know and, and um yeah i, don't know. I think bill's got i think bill's got to take off possibly oh sure dude. Yeah, right. totally cool we can hey, bill, uh, thanks. Oh, wait what do put put his headphones on <laughs> yeah let me, let me, let's see what he says maybe he doesn't i don't know he hears me anyway hey, bill, are you still bill. chilling bill or you gotta get rolling soon or are you good uh, I'm just texting her to tell her that uh, we're still working. I just had to okay. cough, and I don't know. There's no mute. <laughs> there is a mute. Thing. Oh, on that, maybe not. It's you have an iPad, iPad, right? I, I don't know yeah, what the fuck the I'm iPad. looking at. It's this little fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th this is my phone, you guys. Uh, <laughs> still got the clamshell. <laughs> clamshell. It's probably better that way, dude. Keep yourself away from the fucking zeitgeist <laughs> even more. Seriously, dude. Seriously. But let us be able to get a hold of you still. So keep that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to say, though, all the, to all the touring that we did together too. I mean, yeah. you know, there's so much history right there with um, me and Joel and Casey and Dan was in the band playing guitar with us. Um, and yeah. There was, we had so many crazy times. And I, I think back on those times, our time yeah. in Europe that we went over there with Cryptopsy and uh, yeah, Unmerciful. That was so fun. Yeah. Those guys, are, it was such a fun, in that tour bus, all the fun that we had. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much going to be unmatched like I, I literally still talk about those stories to this day like yeah. as the highlight as the highlight of what I've done in my life and now it's like oh you know I do like you know I work and do my own thing for money now but like I used to be super cool dude I swear to god I like <laughs> I used to go out and like do all this cool stuff I swear to god I was super cool like it was crazy we were in Europe like yeah. Bill smelt my ass one time when I like my when he walked by my uh my bunk and he said it was gross because uh, I mean one of those <laughs> But yeah, just things like that, like uh, just you know, so many, so many memories. There's like one thousand memories that come to mind when I see you your know, guys' faces. Bill, do you have any favorite like shows or 
What's your favorite places? Wait, before you say that real quick, what is up with Bill and getting injured so much when he's playing live? <laughs> he's First time I saw him get injured. I, uh, I, I broke one femur. No, but before I, I that, before you're that, about. you're t- okay. Let me remind you when we were in uh, Vancouver at the Lamplighter, you, the stage was like six feet up, and you decided you were gonna oh, swan shit. dive no, 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 on no. everybody. Oh, and then when no, you did that, you caught a shoulder like right in the no, eye. No, it was the the um the stage was too high to <laughs> I remember that. jump off of without hurting someone, so they put a chair on the side of the stage, uh-huh. and I went to step down off the stage. And I, I put my hand on someone's shoulder and stepped onto the chair. And as I went from the chair to the floor, someone came around and the back of you. their head hit me in the in the eye and knocked uh, me out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I a fucking that, injury, dude. though. I got knocked out. That's that's not not an injury. Injury. We had a shiner for the rest of the tour, but it's not an injury. <laughs> was that the blood that's not, tour? That's not an injury. Yeah, yeah, it was bloodletting for sure. Yeah, no, you were up and ready to go. <laughs> you were up and ready to go after like. Oh, I mean, I. Bit don't know what the fuck i was doing the rest of the night i had a concussion but <laughs> that was in vancouver yeah yeah let's bring it back to the like the positive like what casey was saying like good because we've done like with deeds we did a lot of like injury stories and shit like we want to do those but we also want to do like the highlight the good so what are like the best um, shows or whatever best I, almost all of them um, honestly yeah. some of the shows where we show Montreal. up wow this is a small little place with like 10 people ends up being some of the best fucking shows totally. yeah um we did a we did a that time up in up in canada i think it was Montreal. after you guys had left it was you guys had left the band and uh it was Derek boyer was had felt had oh, joined the band that, again for a little while and I we were on tour with the reason why but uh i i had my buttons pushed and i said okay i'm not gonna sit on my fucking ass anymore as a band that's not headlining I, we're going to take this fucking tour. The rest of the, sh- the rest of the tour is ours. And uh, <laughs> don't ever fuck with me on the road. Cause decrepit bird, we get along with every fucking band we tour with and don't be pussy fucks and fuck with me. Cause I'll just turn it all around on you. And uh, that's what we did. And it turned into like, Holy shit. We had, yeah. we had other bands on the tour going, why are you doing this all of a sudden? You it was, me. it, it was it was so what he's talking about is that it was he would so get the crowd intense. so riled up that every night they were getting on stage and literally piling on us and on piling on Bill and there was <laughs> you know Derek was like ready to take his bass off to help pe- get people off of Bill we were just trying to you know we were that tour was was the uh, one saw, I'm not gonna say the bands I guess but whatever it doesn't matter there yeah. was a couple of bands that were so damn good they were so fucking good and we were sandwiched in between these two bands and and it was like every night I was like man they're so good at what they're doing they're getting the crowd to go crazy and you know we kind of just warred with each other there was like wars after the shows like we were sharing a tour bus with this other these two other bands and there were the the wars were in good nature there wasn't anything bad it was just yeah, yeah. like you know fucking with each other you know doing crazy shit and there was so much crazy shit that happened but bill was like look i'm gonna take this out on stage and and have the crowd go insane every night and this particular tour like in the middle of the tour he did it he got every night he would get the he would get so many people on stage 
he was like under people. There was people on top of him. I was like getting knocked around and shit. It was one of the get, best. Get my ass ever. beat by chicks bigger than me. It's true. There's oh. a video of there's Holy video of it shit. on YouTube. If you look around and you know the tour we're talking about, there's definitely videos of some of these shows. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, just that's to me when it comes to playing live. I love that. I love a lot of people, you know, they kind of don't want people on stage with them. They don't like the crowd to jump up on stage, but that's one of my, I love it when the crowd is going off and they're just knocking into you and fucking everybody's having a good old time and, you know, come up on stage and let's, it's like the, you know, I look at it cause I'm, I'm kind of, I was influenced by the old thrash metal days. You know, I'm, that was my stuff was listening to stuff like Exodus and Megadeth and Metallica and, that's the, that's where I came from. And then I got into death metal later, but I just, the emotion and the raw energy that those bands had in the early eighties is like how I want to bring it to the death metal world. When we play live, you know, like what the thrash metal bands were doing in the early eighties is what death metal bands need to do these days. And worry less so much about impressing everybody with their, you know, with their shred. I mean, it's cool to do that, but I've gotten to the point where, I, like I said, I want emotion to take over and I want the crowd to feed off that emotion when we play live. And, and I'm not going to lie when the crowd is just sitting there and they've got their arms folded and they're on their phones and they're talking to their girlfriends or whatever it is. And they're just not really into it. I, I don't play with the same. I don't play the same. And, you know, that's maybe my fault because maybe I'm not entertaining them to the point where they want to put their phones down. So I try so hard to get the crowd to respond to us because i tell you we put on our best shows shows when the crowd goes fucking nuts and and they're giving us their energy we we give it right back to them that's that's what that's why i play this music if it wasn't and that's why i'm so sad right now with everything being shut down with the you know with the shows being shut down and whatnot and i'm not going to talk too deep about it but it does suck you know and i want to get back out there and fucking play i'm a I'm a performer and I'm a musician too, but I consider myself a performer and I consider myself an entertainer. I like to put smiles on people's faces and it's sad to be stuck in my house and not be able to put smiles on people's faces. You know, I want to, I want to get on stage and entertain people. And I think Bill feels the same way with a new decrepit birth album. That's, I mean, that's where we're at for right now is just keep pushing with writing the new music and, just hoping, you know, just hoping that we can yeah. get back on stage. You know, you guys thought about doing like a, like a stream, a live stream at all? Like, yeah, that'd be super definitely. Sick. I would love to watch that. You can do There's, it at my house if you want. You know, it's weird <laughs> yeah. because we're kind of in a weird situation right now where we kind of have two drummers. We have um, we have our our main drummer who is Samus Paul Selly, and you know he's in Canada, and he you know he's so far away and it makes things hard to get together and and do things as a band but we also have uh Gabe Sieber who um who's an amazing drummer drummer and he lives in Sacramento and he's not too far away from me and you know yeah the Black Sieves man he he's an amazing drummer and he's been helping us out for a long time now you know so he's kind of like become a part of the band even though he's our live drummer I mean he really has become someone who I, I, I care about his opinions about he's our music and I listen to him and um, yeah. he's, he's young and, and he brings something fresh to the band and he, you know, he's showed me new music and stuff like that. And I really like the element that Gabe brings to the band. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the new record. Maybe we'll do something where 
Samus does half the record and, and Gabe does the other half or we'll just see how it works out. Or Gabe does a few songs and, you know, but for right now, um, Samus is kind of busy with, you know, what he's got going on in, in Canada. So it's, he's not really touring all that much. It's been a long time. He's just not touring at all, really, but not to say that he wouldn't. So we've talked about it and it just might happen at some point and he might get back out and come on, on the road with us and you might see Samus play live again. So I'm hoping or that he you, does. What you could do is what you could get Gabe, which is one of my best friends. I have a, we have a nice house over here. You guys could do a live stream from fucking Club Trevhorn over here and, <laughs> and just make, like do something cool. Cause I mean, there's bands out there like, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, getting more of like the, the progressive rock, you know, stuff. Yeah. There's bands that are doing it correctly. They're, I mean, not saying you're not, but there's bands that are, they're, they're selling tickets for live streams. Mm-hmm. And and they're doing really cool things, and they're adding lights, and they're adding things in their, their live streams, and they're and they're and I've talked I've talked to them after some of the bands, and they're they're coming, you know, they're they're making money off of this. Well, wasn't like, su- uh, Suicide Silence did something where they did like a tour, and that was awesome, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like, smart. I, it's perfect. Remember uh, Dan Kenny texted me. I was at work, and and uh, he was like, "Dude, we're about to go on in Montreal." "Quote unquote Montreal" because they did like a, a yeah the world uh, yeah it's only world tour. a certain like radius exactly it, it's 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 available to, and, and, it's a, but they made it available to everyone but they catered to every geographical spot at the in which they were and they like played virtual uh, touring they played a new show every night yeah, they played a new show and they would like wear like their you know like have skits that were uh, towards the, the the geographical area. They would yeah. have like they, they actually did like a, it was like damn you guys are like that I, 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 he like hit me up with like a, he's all I got you a, a, a code to get in a free ticket <laughs> I'm like your backstage, backstage pass or a backstage I got my virtual backstage I was like one of the first yeah. virtual backstage Wait, COVID passes did you have to show that virtual backstage to a virtual bouncer I literally was virtually driving in reality <laughs> and I was typing in like and I was like I was I was working going from site to site and I was like I typed it in and just watched it like on my little iPhone while I looked through my stereo. And I was like, damn, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's a cool idea. I mean, cool. I think the, the crazy thing about COVID's really brought out a lot of the entrepreneurial ideas out of bands of, of what to do next. Adaptation. This, this could be another fucking nine months, like, like, like straight up. This could be another I nine know, months. It could be, I, it could it could be even longer. Who knows? Nine months, I yeah. Nine months is like very. That's that's very tame. That's, that's like that's like a logical. Yeah. We're actually well, just some shows in in Europe. We have some shows booked for 2021, and we have yeah. a show that's booked for uh, it's the California Death Fest in 2021, mm-hmm. which they have it. It's supposed to happen, but it's. I mean, if it doesn't happen, it's it's not going to happen. But from what I understand. Flip. They were kind of still pushing towards it, which would happen sometime in early summer 2021. Then we're supposed to go to Europe and do a headline tour um, and in 2021. And from what I know, that's still supposed to happen. But I don't even know if we'll be able to travel to Europe as Americans at that point. Exactly. And the other thing for me is, you know, I do have a family and right now, considering what's going on with everybody on lockdown, you know, kids aren't allowed to go to school right now. Like I have to be at home with my family and it's really, it makes, it makes life hard as far as like, even if we wanted to go until the schools open back up. I, I have to be here being, um, you know, kind of the, the Mr. Mom kind of teacher guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I don't want to go too deep into that, but just 
all I'm saying is, man, like, I hope that people do the right thing. That's all I can say. Hope people do the right yeah. fucking thing. And I hope we can get back to playing music. Normal, yeah, man. I, I hope it happens. And I hope it happens within the next year. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. It seems like eventually it's going to happen. It's just a matter of the time, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and just, I mean, yeah. we all miss like it. everything we else. All, you just yeah. start, you, you do what yeah. you, you control, what you can tr- control and you do what yeah. you need to do. I'm seeing the, the January, February stuff starting getting canceled. I'm like, yeah, here we go. It's, and like, and you plus, know. you know, they're saying that things are, are getting worse all of a sudden. So it sucks. But, you know, I, I'll tell you one thing, you know, it does give me time to sit in my little little home right. studio and and, and work on my exactly. craft. Yeah, and yeah, work totally. on my guitar oh. tones and do yep. all these different things that you know my brain wouldn't have time to focus on normally. Mm-hmm. So yep. so I'm I'm gonna stick with that and make yeah. the best of it. I'm not depressed. I'm not sad or anything. Um, so that's a good thing. And hopefully totally. Bill's okay. Hopefully Bill's been doing. I think, uh, we had there's to- a, enough cannabis. I, I, uh, surf, I surf so fucking much now because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy fires awesome. up here. Yeah. That, that sucks. Do you have feels like life's the same, dude? I gotta <laughs> wear a mask. No, I'm actually surfing. I'm not same. driving fucking surf. these guys around the all same night, shit, dude. Right? But yeah, man, take your take. Yeah. That's my thing to to people is take your time right now to hone your craft. Whether or not you're a musician or an do artist, something or, creative, dude. Yeah, do something. Just do, do something, something creative. It doesn't even Anything. have to be like just. Yeah, add something. Or even just, to your or life. go out and exercise, or you know, whatever it is, just yeah, find yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. to do with this time. And yeah. uh, I think with, that's important. If you have and, more time in your life, you should definitely use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And most so, of the people, most right. most people have, have like been begging for these time, this time, their whole life. They've never oh, had. Dude, this I'm time. excited. I'm excited like, for everybody. Now they have output. this. Time. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. All right. So uh, Joseph, back to Joseph, Joseph's probably oh, yeah, got yeah. some questions. Totally. Oh, you need right? more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a couple people that want to know, like from you know, thanks for everybody for asking questions on the Facebook and Instagrams. We we follow those questions. Totally. Uh, seems like I'll, I've been checking them. A lot of them are getting answered as we go. But you know, some people want to know, like they kind of want to compare like the early days to the later days, not in terms of your music output, but just like the scene and like how you've seen maybe just we're California death metal or Cali death. So like but you know, American death metal scene or whatever, like, have you seen changes? Obviously there's multiple generations of fans yeah. that are becoming fans of the band. And uh, I'm someone from a you know, later generation and then there's a whole new kids after me. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess to make it a question, it's just like, how have you seen the scene change? Have you seen the scene change? And you know, what are, you know, maybe there's some stuff from the, ba- you know, the past you'd like to see brought back or maybe you like new developments. That's kind of stuff. Bill, what do you got? Uh, it's definitely changed. Things that's just the way it is. There's no getting around it. You know, I mean, you gotta accept it. Things change. Um, it is what it is. There's a lot of lot of new bands, um, a lot of new fans. The looks changed. I'm not going to comment on that. I mean, I'm not one to talk. <laughs> that's all I got. I I think I think. Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff out there. There's an abundance of of good musicians out there, and things that at one time people would flip out over is becoming a standard, you know, nowadays. And um, it's really hard to come out with something that that sets you apart from just being what everybody else is doing. And there's some amazing bands, you know, and you know 
there's some younger bands that were I I know of that are influenced from us, you know, just like we were influenced from, you know, Deicide and Cannibal Corpse. And there's some of these younger bands that come up to me at a show or that will even just write me on my Facebook, you know, send me a message and be like, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I'm, you know, I've been getting into death metal the last few years and I'm a fan of you guys and you're one of my favorite guitar players. And how, did, what did you do? What did you do to start? You know, how did you do this? And, you know, all I can say is just, you know, if you want to do something different than everybody else, that's going to stand out, just, just play what makes you happy, you know, and, and play what's in your heart. Like I've said that before. Um, and, you know, the, the younger bands that are out today, um, you know, I think there's a lot of competition, too much competition, in my opinion. I think there's too many bands trying to, you know, they get on, on the YouTube wars and there's a lot of like, you know, are they playing it? Is it, is it really them playing? You know, I was kind of touching on that stuff earlier. Yeah. So it's like kind of plagued the scene slightly, you know, with this tech death thing. And I'm not saying some of the bands that, <laughs> I'm not saying those bands suck because there's some really impressive shit that's coming out, but it gets hard to love it all, you know, mm -hmm. like, but then, then you get these bands, like a band, like, um, I, I thought Surruption was just amazing. And I know a lot of band, a lot of people talk about Surruption, but they're just so catchy and groovy and yeah, they are tech, but it's not so, so tech that it's like, you know, what the fuck are they doing? They're not relying on the technicality. They're relying on just entertaining people with their crushing heavy riffs. And that's why I really like Surruption a lot. Um, mm -hmm. There's, you know, I mean, I think, you know, and, and this is not a new band, but I think like what cattle decapitation is doing these days is they're kind of really like setting a new standard for death metal. And they're kind of like the leaders right now, in my opinion, of the of what is going on. And it's they're a California band and they are yeah. fucking amazing, you know, and, and they're a band a that sick drummer. He's so I mean, we've all been a fan. And of we Dave love Dave for, Dave, years, Dave, for Dave, years. Dave, we love Dave. Years. Yeah. We love that. Dave, guy. Dave, Dave made that band. Oh yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. he's an amazing anyway, he's, guy. Anyways, continue, Matt. I love So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, just, just want to say that I, I think that they really are setting a standard of, of what modern death metal should be. And it's not just death metal. Cause they're kind of like experimental. They do so many different things. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's some other bands out there that, that are kind of like that too. But man, I just really think that cattle is, is really, kind of they're kind of setting the bar right now for death for modern death metal and yeah and those guys are just i've toured with them a few times and i hope that i hope we get to tour with them again they're always so much fun i love cattle decapitation love hanging out with those guys and they they're just amazing right now they're on fire their last album yeah. they just came out with i yeah. think they just came out at the beginning of the year death Fuck, it, it fucking smokes it's fucking great i That's like sick. it a lot i think it's oh, good yeah. so I made a list of California death metal bands to start the show and they were under my subcategory of band that came out on top because they kind of just yeah. every other band, you know, you guys have had like your trials and tribulations and decrepit could yeah. have been, but cattle somehow just fucking rode that wave up to where they are now and, and did it. It was when Dave joined the band. Again. I noticed because yeah. let me just say yeah. this. I remember exactly. I got a little quick little story about them. I remember um, I was on tour and I don't remember what tour we were doing, but our tours met up. It was a uh, cattle decapitation. And then our tour, whatever tour it was met up and it, we played it like Harpo's or something like that. Harpo's, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the one the summer. So you remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they played, and I mean, already that venue, it's, it's it's a tough one to fill in. It's just a, had a weird sound, and it was just a weird one. But they were for there just wasn't that many people watching them. People weren't, and they were playing amazing, but they just hadn't. I mean, they've been around for a while, but then we went on tour with them maybe a couple of years later, and it was just like they had they put out you know whatever album it was, Monolith or I don't know which maybe the one before that, but uh. They, um, they just fucking, everything changed. They, everything changed. They had, people were flipping out. The, the crowd knew all the lyrics to every single part. Of, and I was like, so cool to watch them go. You know, they were telling me, oh man, before the, on the tour that we were talking about, where we saw, played with them at Harpo's, they were like, man, this tour sucked. I don't know. It just hasn't been that good. And, you know, talking, talking with Travis and stuff like that, um, he, he's just like, you know, that's, that's the thing too. And he just says the same thing that I just said is you got to stick to it, man, because there's going to be those tours. There's going to be those tours that fucking suck. There's going to be the shows that fucking suck. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen to every band. And we've, we've played with so many bands where, you know, you know, you'll even talk to a band like Whitechapel where, you know, they play and every night you're like, damn, they're just insane. And it's just impressive, but they'll get off stage and they'll tell you, man, we suck tonight. And you're just like, what? You know, the crowd went nuts, but they'll, they'll tell you why. And they'll have the reasons. And for them, it's legitimate. And, you know, I just, I just think that you just keep got to, you got to just keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing with, even if it's shitty, even if, you know, the money is not enough. If you can, if you can survive that, eventually it'll start getting good because, you know, I'm going to talk really quick about the guarantees that we have made and the, the amount of money that we have made um, in the beginning um, of touring. You guys will remember some of some of those tours. I mean, we were getting paid 50, 100 bucks a night to play, you know, and that's just your gas money was more than that, you know, and you didn't sell any shirts. You're fucked, you know, and I know you guys know what it's like to be in that position where you're at, on tour and your nightly pay is just barely enough to afford gas. You're having to fork your own money over just to get to the next town. We and didn't even have money for a hotel at the end of that tour. We were sleeping oh, of course in trees not. And fucking yeah, sleeping. You're in sleeping van. in <laughs> sleeping in the van, sleeping over at people's houses, whatever yeah. you can do. You, you that's called fucking grinding, and mm -hmm. all the bands have been through it. All the big bands that that you like, all the you know whatever band, Cannibal Corpse, Gozier, all those bands have been through the grind. And you know, um, as big as they are, they'll all tell you that. They're like, you know what? I just love fucking getting on stage and I didn't care. And I know the money sucked, but I didn't care because I liked getting on stage and I liked entertaining people. And, and that's kind of for me, like, that's why we have been able to push along to the point where, I mean, now we get paid, we can actually afford to, to get a hotel room. You know, we can actually afford to, for the night to, to eat well, you know, or whatever it is and pay. Everybody gets money in their pocket, you know, and if we're wise with our money on tour, we might even come home with some money, you know? And I just remember when we first started this, how hard it was. And I would imagine like, God, what would it be like to come home from a tour and have some fucking money in my pockets, you know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took so many tours and so many fucking shows before it actually started to get offers where they're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is some good money to go out and do what I love to do. And I'm not saying that we're, some highly you know we don't get paid that much but it's when nowadays when we go out and tour i'm i'm Survivable. glad that we've we're we able it. to we're able to do it and feel somewhat God. comfortable and 
you know, as long as we don't get too comfortable, because the minute you get too comfortable, then, yeah, then yeah. it's just like, you know what I mean? Then you're just too cush and you're rock stars. And we don't, we'll, we'll never be like that. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I just want to let all the young bands know, you know, stick to your guns, fight through it, fight through all the shit that you have to deal with, with money and band members, people, band members, sometimes certain band members will think that they're worth more and than everybody else. And you, sometimes yeah. you just yeah. have to address that. Worth shit, more. You know? I'm, worth, I'm worth more, dude. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been through that, man. It's, it's, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Base no, but it's, it's just all the different things. And, um, yeah, yeah. Touring is, is fucking hard. And I know the ones out there that tour know what I'm talking pretty, about. Pretty much like what I've noticed with a lot of musicians and stuff is that the people that think they're the shit and like they're, they're comfortable at where they are usually don't do very well after that moment. Uh, people right. that think they could always do better and that they have more to achieve and they could do more and they're learning from things. Those are the people that do or put out the best music at least, you know, like those like are the people that, that push, push, yeah, push the boundary. They're like, uh, I can't they, they walk off. They walk off stage after a perfect show. You're like, that was amazing. And they're like, ah, you know, like I messed this note. No, it's like, those are the people that will always be better because those people are striving to get better. The reason to keep going and try and perfect it, but they never Exactly. Yeah, there's some, there's some bands out there, you know, some of the, some of the older guys that I've toured with that, you know, they're still amazing, but you know, some of the attitudes that you see sometimes and it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying any names or anything like that. There's also some really good attitudes with the older guys too, but I've been fortunate enough to tour with some of the older guys. And sometimes you see what it's like when someone gets that rock star attitude and, yep, yep. and you're like, come on, you're not even going to do what everybody else is doing. Like what you're better than everybody, you know, that shit sucks. Yeah. And it's cool to see a, a, an older band where, you know, everybody's still pitching in and they're still hungry. They still want to entertain people and they still want to, you know, bring the fire and shit. And, that's definitely you know, the word is the word is hungry. That's that's hungry. the word. Stay hungry, hungry. man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're still hungry, man. We still got. No, I know. Hungry. I can see it, man. I can see it. We st- like, still got a lot of shit to come. I promise. I, and I literally fun. like me and you nerd out on, gu- on guitar stuff all the time, and you are hungry to find that tone. And I am. Fucking, <laughs> it makes me. It makes me like so excited. Like I feel like I'm the only one that like wants to find that tone. Like the, I want to get that right tone. Blah blah. You're like you come over and like we we you know nerd out on fucking gear and stuff and oh, yeah. it's so much fun to like to just like what's this versus that and this like, like trying to get that right like we it's exciting it's like a hobby it's a hobby oh, to yeah. get that right this the sound is a hobby like not even the the songwriting like the sound like the it's, sound it's is its own hobby. thing all by itself yeah <laughs> totally. being a gear nerd is like a whole life in itself <laughs> other than being a musician so like totally. yeah the whole like collecting amps you can see it behind me i've got a bunch of amps <laughs> yeah. i'm I'm fucking, I'm all about like tube guitar amps. You know how I am, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love tube guitar amps. And I'm not trying to knock any of the Axe effects or any of the shit that people use. On, very common these days to, totally. to see a death metal band and people will have an Axe effects and they're great. And I know you have one. I know you love it and it sounds great. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm just kind of, that's where I'm like the old curmudgeon a little bit still. And I just love my, I, I, I love, love my it. I love it amps. so much. I love, I love hearing your, opinions on it and I, I want like a, the stack of tube amps behind me but i'm just kind of like a trying to minimalize but no that's you're doing what i want to do basically is what i'm saying you know you know i just i just think it's like it's a, a guitar 
it's, it's such it's an art to get that guitar tone to get that right beautiful guitar tone and to be honest with you i was just thinking about this as much as i love all four of my albums i still think that i have not knocked it out of the park with my guitar tone just yet i feel like the perfect guitar tone and it and also guitar tone i'm just saying this because i'm a guitar player it doesn't come solely from from your um amps it comes also yeah. from you know the way you play and the the attack yeah. the picking attack that has a lot to do with that um so that's that's something that's important to think about when you're a guitar player searching for the right tone so it's not just your amps it's also the way you play that's very also important. knowing me and you we probably never will get our guitar down but we never no. will <laughs> well, it, I was just going to say, you guys are going in loops because it's the same thing. It's just like chasing yeah. the perfect set. You're going to chase the perfect tone. It's never going to be there. Frank Zappa would constantly guitar solo in the with the one goal of finding the perfect note, but he never did. You know? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's what yeah, kept him amazing. 80 albums or whatever before he died. See, that's kind of, you know, and, and that's something for me as a musician. Like, I'm not saying that we're influenced by those older guys directly you know but when you take some of these older guys like a frank zappa or you know aldi miola or even an eric clapton or a Jimi hendrix and the way that they looked at their music and the way that they're innovators you know they they started something that no one else had done they did things that no one else was doing it's like you've got to step back from your from what you're doing sometimes and think well, you know, what can I bring that's so fresh that nobody else is doing, you know? And that's why, like, you know, on Polarity, you know, I, I would do things like, you know, we added like synth bass onto, onto, you know, a song and we had blast beats where there was like no guitars and there'd be synth, synth parts, you know, and blast beats. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, and, and, when I was, mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's cool because Casey helped me write some of these, these notes. And then I would take his, his notes and I would kind of, compose it from there and kind of turn it into something else, but it would still be his skeleton, his ideas. And that's what was really fun about working on Polarity. And uh, I don't know, this is just another thing that was cool about working with Casey. And it, I, I, it's not that I don't see with oh, like yeah. Samus and the last album, um, Samus is also a, a big time uh, composer. He's really into composing music and he's a great guitar player. And um, he helped me um, like come up with the structures for the songs on Axis Mundi a lot. So what I would do is on Axis Mundi is I would write like a, like a skeleton of the song and I'd record my parts and I'd send him the click tracks and the drum machine stuff and everything. And he would take it and kind of be like, ah, okay, you know, I, I don't know about your structure, but you got some cool stuff here and there. And he would, he would, totally transform the song, send it back to me. And we would just keep trading back and forth like that on Axis Monday. And um, I think it was really fun, you know, because it's just interesting to see the different way that uh, I've worked with other musicians in the band, as far as the writing has gone for, for Decrepit Birth, you know, and it's, it's all there for people to hear on our albums, you know, all the different styles and it's just not one style. And I think that's why, yeah. I think to me, that's what's, sets decrepit birth maybe apart from from other bands is that we do stuff that at times that it's just where we throw out all the rules and we don't care you know i don't care what yeah. what's cool because it's brutal i don't care because if this part's not slamming or whatever i'm just going to do this total musical experimentation and it is what it is but it's usually going to be heavy it's always going to be like like intense you know so oh yeah that's kind of what i think sets decrepit birth apart is our 
our ability to experiment with other types of music at times and stuff and do things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to kind of say too, I, you know, like when we, we were doing the, the deeds episode last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and they were talking about like this, you know, six days a week jamming, you know, like, mm. you know, all these hours a night. And I was just like, dude, like I've, I've told so many students and stuff. I'm like, dude, if you want to be in a band and you're going to tour, you got to jam like five nights, six nights a week, three or four yeah. hours. We'd play the whole set and then be like, all right, let's play it again. Play it again. Twice. Yeah, like, twice. We played the whole set twice, every time, every yeah, practice, yeah. every night at least five days a week it was like a. I felt bad for you because i was just sitting there strumming the bass and you're like you're like, well, you're like i suffered last a lot. i suffered a lot I know, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah we put we put casey through some some no, intense no. no it was fun drills of drumming but it was fun but, uh, i would just get like drenched in drenched in sweat and then i was yes you did and then, yeah you did every time <laughs> And the glue, it, like, it was really cool after those days. How were those? Yeah, I miss those days a lot. I miss those days. Casey, how yeah. were those double duty tours for you? Were they hard or you know, like oh the double? He's like, no, they were super easy. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. I'm saying like, it was it like to the point where you're like, fuck, I don't know if I could do it, or you're like, oh, I got this, you know? Yeah, no, it was or super do fun. I, do like doing know. double duty, like doing like an odious set and then decrepit afterwards, you know, like yeah. So do you guys remember if it was staggered the like that? Bloodletting was like that. Yeah, it was. It was staggered like that. It was staggered. odious and decrepit, right? Was yeah. it? No, I know. So it was, was oh, Carnivorous sure. would open, then would oh, odious yeah. play. Oh, and, maybe then severed and decrepit, I think were switching nights. Like oh, on that loop, we forth. went out on like a three day or four yeah. day. That, those couple like of that. mini tours that we did, yeah, yeah, that was fuck. That was so much fun. So much, fun. yeah, it was rad. For for me though, I felt that like once I started doing de like decrepit only, that like I was putting more into it with that set, and we we were also doing longer sets, you know. Yeah. At that point, so like it was kind of like more for me like. Like that early stuff was kind of like, well, we had like four or five songs and time to begin stuff. And then we had like one yeah. new one or something like that. I mean, this is like, you know, we're talking like, I mean, I joined in 2004. Right. In, uh, in the, you know, the fall. Um, and so, you know, it was like after that, like, you know, we had a few songs and this and that. But then like once we had like an hour set or whatever, it was like, I wanted to put everything into Decrepit, you know, and really like do like full, like my full effort into Decrepit, you know. Yeah, and like each set yeah. I was doing, and I was like really into odious, like on the side. And then it kind of, you know, we, we did our thing with with with, with cryptic implosion, or whatever. Um, but I was like super into decrepit. I basically, was completely devoted to it, like one hundred percent. You know, I remember, I remember, and thank you for that. You know, well, it was fun. Say, it was so much fun. You know, all the musicians that we've worked with. You know. I have to thank all of the musicians, every single one who's ever been a part of this band, Joel, uh, Dan, and just so many. There's been a lot of people who have come in and helped us on tour. I did vocals kinda... in the rehearsal studio a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Anthony. We're, we're lucky to have worked with a lot of amazing musicians. So I'm stoked on that, man. I'm stoked. And, and I try to stay cool with everybody that, that's been in the band, you know, I, as much as we can be, you know, so... I'm glad that we still are friends, man. Oh, it's yeah. cool. And yeah. and Casey, Casey also wrote the song Dimensions Intertwine, right? Oh yeah. That's the great. That's album, great. Which is one of the oh, best yeah. decrepit that songs. Fun. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We uh that one was so hard. Uh some of the parts on it. 
I just remember having such a hard time recording it because he had he he was the one who wrote all that song and I maybe I took it it was one of those things where he wrote the song the skeleton of the song and I took it and maybe changed maybe like I'd say five percent of it and so the rest of it is still him but uh you know and then I did come up with a guitar solo for it but just recording those parts because it was so different than my style uh, it, it was fucking hard to record that one. And I was like, shit, man, I don't know if it's going to come out that well, but listening back to it after all these years. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs that the band's recorded for sure. It's an amazing yeah. song. It's a good. Awesome. One. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good I, one. Can I also ask like a nerdy question, like on ATB, like I know Derek wrote some of the material and, and you guys co-wrote a lot, but are there songs that are like specific Derek songs? And Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. station. Definitely. This is there's, stuff I like. There's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. Shroud of Impurity and the Infestation? That's yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows Derek that. Songs. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Derek songs. He yeah. Just confirmation. There it yep. is. They yeah. um he he came in there. Um he I told you we had a house in in a place called Watsonville, and it was this tiny little small little house. And Derek was was sleeping on the couch, and it was just a tiny little house, and then we had Tim come up and um he was writing these songs. Derek's, Derek was writing those songs and I hadn't heard them. And then all of a sudden he just, he just busted uh, the infestation on me. And I was like, Holy shit. It's a little different than my style, but this has to be on the record. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he did that one. And then shroud of impurity was like, it was kind of a 50, 50 thing. It's mostly his song, but I would say, you know, I definitely added a lot into shroud of impurity too. What so that was lyrics? kind of both about on that bill on shroud of impurity with uh shroud of impurity derek wrote those lyrics right or no, really? guys? no i wrote it oh, okay um man i'm burnt i can't even remember all the lyrics right now i'm trying to stay <laughs> awake um it's just about you know the rest like the whole album is a progress of like man's just fucking warping to its end and uh How's the ending? The ending is so sick. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's just just mankind failing, you know, basically, you know, fucking the planet up and dying and desecrated creation. All know. that was has come to pass. Yeah, that's that's got some serious serious killer. Yeah, I mean it's just, Yeah, I'd have yeah. I'd have to read it again because that album's far enough back. It's the whole album's a concept as well, but uh it yeah. wasn't in sequence. It was like we put them where we felt the song sounded better in an order rather than go through um yeah as a sequence you know yeah and what about the lyrics of uh infestation uh that was know. like Eric, derek wrote maybe a third of them and then um mm -hmm. we just struggled trying to think of like god damn you know where do we go with this and um it was like he also he also came up with uh some of the lyrics matt matt and um derek worked on the lyrics for if i remember right um uh, condemned condemned and and the and trading off riffs the way right. you guys wrote it and then you know then i also came up with parts of um the lyrics for um condemned but uh I'm trying to think how that worked was uh god I, i'd have to read the album again and think the the order i can't i think um infestation was a continuation of after condemned if i remember right which spawned off of Matt's um, starting the lyrics with the whole new race of carbon, you know? Yeah, Formed a race of carbon. 
to crush the souls yeah. of man. Right. Yeah. Yep. I remember writing that. Yeah. yeah so, so that, um, that song right there was, was kind of like, uh, just about, just about a race of like drone human beings that were made just, if just like us. Like, fuck you guys, you know, right. Or something like that. And just went, it, fuck you guys. Here's this to take over you guys. Something right. like that. Right. Some, something like something along those yeah. lines. Our, our lyrics have always kind of been up to like how you were saying earlier with that kid. They're kind of like interpretation. Like, interpretation, how do you want to interpret, yeah. you know, like, how do you want to interpret our weird esoteric lyrics that mm-hmm. that sometimes might not even make sense? They, they just they do, though. They do make sense. It's just that. How do you want to take them? You know, and we kind of have those kind of weird lyrics like that. We're just we're out there like that, especially Bill. <laughs> if, if I remember right now, um, now that I'm thinking yeah. back on it, Shroud comes before infestation and they're they're kind of a continuance of, of uh, each other with Derek's um, part of the concept on that album. Um, so but again, we didn't put them in order. They're they're wrong order. But uh, whatever. They're, they're all just good songs. You know? The whole thing with Antime Der- Begins, was, it Derek was a very killed it. It was all about the apocalyptic theme. It was very apocalypse. It was kind of like end times, end time begins, the ending of time. It was kind of like had that biblical, like Mm -hmm. apocalyptic feel. So all the songs kind of have that sort of kind of vibe to it. And that's, even though it might not, every song might not necessarily be that, and time begins in a whole kind of has an apocalyptic feel to it. Yeah. And that's kind of what was trying to, that was the concept. So. Mm -hmm. Totally. So also, nobody had ever like played through any of the songs in their entirety until Casey joined. Is that true? Like Tim's still learning them when he's recording them. So Casey was the first drummer to like realize the potential of them as a live performance and even in rehearsals and shit. I remember the first video, it it might've been the, what, what was the first song that you recorded and put up on my I think it was Prelude. Prelude and of genocide. Yeah, I was. Sure. I, I, dr- I drove Casey yeah, to that. I was like, I was like, yeah. I drove Casey up to the mountains. We saw him doing the for the crap, and he was like, completely. I was like, damn, man, I don't know if you're gonna be able to do it. He like went there and just nailed it. I was yeah, like, dude, I remember they were in a place. They were playing in like a really small room, and me and Dan, Tiny. Dan and I had gone down there, and and it was so small that we had to take turns to go inside and experience. Yep, yep. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like one person at a time. You guys played your whole like set. You guys played your whole set for me. Like it was, I was standing yeah. behind. It's we also did infestation. Yeah. yeah, and like you guys played the whole, like the whole, pretty much all of Antime Begins, like yeah. all the way through with me and my friend like Adam back in the day. We stood behind. You had your drum test going, and we were okay. just like this. We were just like this, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys played like all. We, and you literally played like all of Antime Begins, like mm. like all strings and you know vocals. Like Back right when we were fresh on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like sitting there just going like, I remember walking, I remember uh, I walked out of the, the place. My friend thought I was on mushrooms when I walked out. He's all, my pupils were huge. I was walking <laughs> out like, oh my God. Geez. Yeah, he was like, it was probably the most insane like death metal experience I've ever had in my life. I was like, cause I, I, I've, I, I'd been like super into that album, obviously. And uh, you guys just played it for me while all facing me. You guys were all, fa- like, you know, just sitting there, just going like, and, like Bill's all yelling at me and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "What the?" F-? I walked out of there like, "Jesus Christ, I'm on acid now." I don't know what's going on. You're on decoder. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. awesome, cocktail that of like, happy juices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those songs are fucking hard to play. I mean, those those end time begins. So some of them, 
aren't like the like oh. the Derek songs aren't quite as hard. Um, yeah, but four, it's four. yeah, yeah, exactly. Some of those songs though are just like we were talking about rebirth of consciousness. That song is yeah so yeah, yeah. fucking incredibly hard. We to never play. tackled like, that. Yeah, we never tackled that. I think I just I mean maybe I could do we it concepting. these days. We did concepting. That was a hard one too. Oh that yeah, was that was back in the day. I remember that. I, we, I, we did I kept, thought. So yeah, thought, thought was, beyond yeah. infinity. Yeah, yeah, that was I a hard one too. Song. Very hard. Concepting was the one that I remember you guys put it back in the day yeah. when we were on the early tours and stuff. And I was like, didn't we concepting. try Shroud? Didn't we play Shroud? We like might we have fucked around with it. We added that like ending riff to like yeah. our set. Yeah. Yep. Even to this day, we still, I mean, even that song yeah. like is hard to play to this day. Crazy. Yeah. We like with Gabe, we, we were going to play it on our last tour and you know, we were, fuck, we practiced it a lot. And not to say that we couldn't have done it live, yeah. but I just, we never got to the point where I was like, okay, we're going to crush the song live. Those songs are right. fucking hard. They're, and Time Begin songs are hard. And uh, we played, yeah. um, was it the Chicago, uh, Chicago, some Central Illinois Fest or Central Illinois Fest uh, recently in the yeah, last, man. that one. Yeah. yeah. So we played that and the, the, the guy who puts that on asked us to play, the whole uh and time begins set you know he wanted us to play the whole thing right and i was like i, I told him i'm like it's not that i don't want to it's just that fuck man it's really hard to play and we didn't have very much time from when we yeah. got the offer to, to when we were going to play the fest so i told him i mean i really wanted to and i'm sure it would have been a killer thing if we could have done it but man it's just we didn't have the time to, to learn it but who knows maybe i mean I'm, i mean i'm getting older but Maybe if I get the time, we just sit down and, and learn how to play one of these albums all the way through, you know, and just really sit there. And because all of the albums are hard to play all the way through. I mean, any, yeah, of them, yeah. pick any of them, they're hard to play all the way through. But I would love to do that. I would love to do that with Diminishing, to be honest with you, to play that album, yeah. you know, I'd top to that. back, you know, live would be, I'd love to do that. So who knows? We'll see. That was a fun album to do. At I, the time. I know, man. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Oh, yeah. Dude, Gathering of Imagination still, like, remember when we were, we were, like, you know, doing the Black Dahlia tour. I yeah. literally, like, I got to do the the easy, like, like uh, background to your <laughs> and that, that yeah. part, like, there was some times, there was, there was probably, like, nine times that I, I kind of maybe, my eyes got watery. I was like, <laughs> Because it, it it brings up emotion that that like that's what it's that, meant to do. That it, it totally hits me every time. That's like my my favorite like <laughs> that's my favorite decrepit like epic like I'm like oh my god like that's like it just some yeah. it just like I would have to play it just be like all right don't watch the guitar just chill just be on your own. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what you know when when a piece of music and I'm not saying <clears throat> just my piece any piece of music can bring up emotions that you didn't that just you didn't expect. It's just to me that's that says something that they're they're that, saying that riff that riff literally brings up memories in my past that I've it's thought crazy. about. It's like kind of like an epic, like you you think about like a, a conquering kind of like a, a attitude towards something. It literally has brought up like like thoughts and and you know epic like conquering like good times in my life where I'm like oh yeah yes we you did know, like, conquer some. We conquered some fucking great times, and I want to. I wanted to bring something up really quick, just a quick tour memory, because uh, I saw you post about it the other day on on Facebook, and I just I have to bring it up because it's too funny. <laughs> it was uh, we were on tour Summer Slaughter '09, 
And I think it yeah. was suffocation and necrophagia. Oh, you know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so here we are. Uh, you know, we're watching um, Muhammad from Necro- Necrophage. It's just about to step on stage. They're they're headlining yeah. the show, and uh, a guy from yeah. Suffocation, who was the other guitar player for yeah. Suffocation at the time, guy. was standing there, just fucking hanging out with us, drinking some beers, whatever it was. We're all hanging out. <laughs> we're we're hanging out with Muhammad, and literally just about to go on, and guy just fucking rolls up to uh, Muhammad, and he looks at him, and he's like, "You know something? Hey, hey, dude, you know something?" This guy right here, it points to me. He's like, this guy right here, fucking way better than you. So much better. He writes, the music he writes is so much better than you. And we're like looking at him like, dude, sh- sh- shut up. Like, what the- I was he, was, crying. he was just, he was just getting in his head is all. He was just getting oh, in his head. Man. He's just fucking with him. And it wasn't anything more than that. He didn't probably even mean any of that. It was just the way, you know, that's just the way people fuck around on the tour. Muhammad literally had his like wireless. Yeah, yeah. He's going, he's going, this- uh, and the whole crowd's going, like when he would like sound check yeah. and then the guy would come over just like he's oh, all dude yeah. like matt's like way sicker than you though like <laughs> just just like everything. <laughs> Wait, you know totally... once i realized what he was doing i was laughing because he was totally you know fucking with us but anyway there's but, so but, many yeah, muhammad was like yeah. pissed he was like they're going like like he was like getting mad i was gonna ask how did muhammad play that night was he like extra amazing. aggressive amazing oh. no he's amazing. <laughs> amazing he's always amazing yeah amazing always amazing um yeah, he, dude, that that guy and touring with Necrophagist, uh, I just want to say it too, they, they were fuck, man. At that time, so inspirational to us. And man, yeah. that tour was fucking totally. sick, watching them play every night. That was the totally. best tour I've ever been to. You guys, Dying Fetus, yep. yeah. Suffocation, oh, fuck. and yep. Necrophagist. Headline. Necrophagist. Yeah, that was a was fucking so great sick. tour. Like six I missed those. So fucking rad, yeah. yeah. Wow. God. Was it Romaine? Well, how about- Romaine Muhammad was like, oh, Romaine yeah. from Disavowed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was on the drums like, for Necro. I remember one time, uh, Muhammad, speaking of, I know where there, he, the guy was fucking with Muhammad, but one time Muhammad was fucking with us where it was Las Vegas at the uh, House of Blues and Muhammad, uh-huh. we're, we're sitting there sound checking and Muhammad comes out with a fucking video camera. And, yeah. he, and he, while I'm sound checking, he walks on stage and he's just he's videotaping me and Dan. He's just all, he's all, go, go. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm all, and I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all, what are you doing? He's all, I'm trying to get uh, ideas for the new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, let's see your best sweep arpeggio, man. Yeah, he was doing, he was like, okay. he's just Mohammed with a video camera going like, dude, play, go, go. I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm that. not playing at all. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Can you maybe, maybe he was on view. <laughs> Oh no! He was on beer. He was, he was on like he was being he was he was a sweetheart on that tour, and he he basically was like he he was honestly like I think he was honestly filming us because he was like psyched, stoked on us. I think he was. He, he treated us very nicely on that tour. Very nicely. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, he did. He did. You know, um, some some of these people. There was another tour too that that it was after you guys had had left. Uh, we toured with Six Feet Under, and I know there's a lot of people talk. You know, talk a lot of shit on Chris, you know, on Chris Barnes. And I just have to say, man, you know, despite what you might've heard and what, how his singing and how his vocals are on the new six feet under album or whatever it is that, however you feel about them, that guy treated us so fucking good on that tour. You know, like he, 
He came well, right dude, out. He's, he's, he's the singer of your band. I mean, obviously he would. <laughs> hey, look at Bill. He's like, must be getting inspiration from me. But uh, no. I mean, yeah, whatever, uh, I'm going to come right down there. And <laughs> right down there. Right down there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Sometimes you hear shit. You know, you hear all these Shout things. Shout out to about... Jeff Hugo real quick for mentoring Six Feet Under. Shout out to Jeff. Oh, yeah, man. Those oh, are yeah, Jeff. I love Jeff. Jeff is the super, man, dude. Yeah, Jeff. Super, it was those guys guy. were really fun to tour with too, and and Wild you know, player. yeah, was, man. Was, so, was he? Yeah, he was on stage. Osmium, remember Osmium, the old pound? Yeah, I remember Osmium, dude. As his that old was band. hardcore head banging the whole time, dude. Yeah, 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 totally. How do you pronounce his last name? Hugel. I, I said it. I might have said it wrong. I'm sorry. Google. No, no, I wasn't sure. I was just. No, so he's, I mean, he knows that I'm I call him the vulture, so he's the. Uh, that's, the how I, that's how I read it. Oh, he's an amazing that. fucking bass the player. He's amazing, and he's we amazing. Uh, that guy meat rules, cooker. dude. He posts he's amazing, meat dude. All the time, and it makes me salivate. I love that guy. We toured with uh, Rings of Saturn, like when they were still like just kind of breaking, and he was their bass player at that point in time. Oh, really? And, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, no, a lot of people that. don't yeah. know that he actually played in Rings of Saturn for a while. Oh, wow. And uh, he fucking, man, he made them really fucking, I thought yeah, with, yeah. with Jeff, he, they were sick. So yeah, That's awesome. That, show. that was sick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I met Jeff at uh, that, that Severed show that I saw you at, Anthony. Oh, really? He was there. One he Pacifica? gave me a demo of his, of his shit back then, yeah. That's super cool that you're at that show, dude. Dude, dude. Dad. Super dude. sick, dude. Dead. Matt. <laughs> yes. What are yeah. your favorite guitarists? Like, what if you okay? You have to take like five to ten. Your favorite guitar? No, no. Let's go top top four. Do top four. All right. Yeah, Jules. Yeah. 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 It's so yeah, hard yeah. because it's five. I know. I know. I'll make it hard on you. It's not gonna. It's I'm gonna like kind twenty-five of, guitarists kind of right now. Twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say. Let me see here. Matt's top four. Okay, we'll go top four. I mean, let's wins. just, I mean, let's just say just because of what just happened recently. Um, oh, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Dude, hey, hey, Matt, Matt, can you, I love can you real quick, Halen. Matt, you showed me the hand exercise, the, oh, that's what, yeah, that's what, Eddie oh, Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it without what, putting my, that's these two down, <laughs> these two down, these two down. That's Eddie Van Halen, right? That's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, he can do that apparently really fast. Like he'd sit yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I still do that to this day. You showed me that. I guess I sit Check like out, anytime I'm like sitting there, just like <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't do it. I haven't done it for a long time. It's easier when you can put your hand down on something. But yeah, it's these two, those two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So Eddie Van Halen, I'm just gonna say number one right now. I mean that yeah, yeah. it changes from time Hell to yeah. time. But um, and number number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put Chuck Schuldner in there at number two, yeah. because Chuck means so much, Respect. and that yeah. is why really a lot That's of where you, why you are yeah exactly. So Chuck yeah. would be number two. Um, at number three, I'm gonna have to say Ingvar Malmsteen. And I know I know a lot of people probably don't get that, and you know he's kind of a he's he's just all about the shred, but since i was very young lad since i was 12 years old i didn't saw him as a, as a young boy and he impressed me so much and yeah. there's been a lot of times where i'm on stage and i want to pretend that i'm ingvay malmsteen but i know yeah, I'm yeah. Not. So, no, he's amazing so, so okay the, so the best Yngwie, yeah ingvay is up there uh number three um number four um can i try okay, to guess well, it can i try to guess it you could guess it, but I don't think you'll get it. But go ahead, guess. Uh, I don't think uh, I was gonna say it was probably Marty Friedman. 
No, that's what I mean. He's up there, and I I love Marty Freeman because because that album, um, Rust in Peace, that he played on for Megadeth was probably my favorite album of all time. Okay, second guess is George Lynch. George Lynch. Again, I love him, but no, my I'm gonna David Lynch. Two people in one. (laughs) Two people in one. It's Adrian Smith and Dave Murray from Iron Maiden. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, okay. I mean, I just... so down. I am so down. I mean, since I was a young lad, too, I mean, before I even played guitar, I listened to Iron Maiden so much, and... Yeah, yeah. That's such a good one. I mean... Were you a strapping young lad? I was a... Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of which, (laughs) I love Devin Townsend. He's the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Dude, For Samus, sure. our, our drummer, got to play on his, uh, I know, his it's record. So I know. I I'm it. so happy for him. So I got to hang. I got to hang out with him at Nam, and he's this. He's he's like basically like cuddled me up. It was just like he just hung out for like. Did I see a picture minutes. of that? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the sweetest guy ever. Yeah, so nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it when musicians are cool, down to earth people. You know, he um, is the. He's like the most like. Like, Evan Townsend? I, I couldn't I couldn't believe like how he wanted to like go out on the town with us. He was like, did, did he get the same cool. strain of uh, what are they, what Namthrax? What do you guys call it? Oh, uh, I got Namthrax. Uh, did he get the same strain? I don't know. Yeah, he probably did. You guys look it... kind of close in that picture, dude. <laughs> no, you get, every time Namthrax. You get sick every time you fucking go. It's terrible. Because everybody's yeah. high fiving and shit, and then yeah, well, no, everyone's touching know. guitars and shaking hands and. You know, Talk about getting I, sick all the time. What about getting sick on tour? I'm oh, sure. Man. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I, I I was there. Remember oh, me? Oh man! Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I I've been sick on for tour his life. before. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Yeah, that shit is that. the worst. I don't want to talk about that. Sick. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, Matt, um, because you're my homie. I want to say you also liked awesome like music like black metal and stuff like like you know crazy stuff like how did that influence you as well oh demi yeah, what, what bands well of course Demi's, um but, but i mean like you know yeah i mean look i was really um into especially at that period in time like around 2007 2008 i was yeah. really into dissection a lot the band dissection the storm of lights band that right. record I just like listened to it all the time. And I was like, it was something fresh and different than, than what, you know, I was used to doing with the the California death metal thing. And I was starting to just be like, what other, you know, types of music are out there. And I knew about some of these black metal records and stuff like that. And even, even stuff that's not necessarily black metal, but that's more European style stuff like, um, like at the gates or stuff like I love like winter sun stuff like that, you know, that's just, it's not even necessarily black metal, but just maybe more European style that, that has that more melody and stuff like that. Um, So, cause I I wouldn't call myself like a big time black metal fan. I mean, I I think, I think it's cool, but it's just, it's not necessarily my favorite thing. And there's some really amazing black metal musicians and there's some great albums that some of those bands have put out, but um Especially though, I got to say that 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 storm, uh, storm of the lights, Bane. That album is just really cool. Um, but it's almost yeah. bla- like a black and death. It's like a, yeah. not quite black metal. It's kind of got both. Totally, Let, like that first song on like Puritanical, whatever it is, like that, like you know that first d- demu song. Is really oh yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Super that whole with that the really whole album sexy is cover. Sick. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> Isn't you know, it like a a. a woman's body with all her limbs chopped off song called that first wrapped song? in barbed wire 
I'm looking at fucking it up. song is so good. Can't think of what it's called it's right now, but I know. Black metal song. One thing about the Storm of the Lights Bane that's like very underrated about it is it has that it has that Swedish Swedish metal to it. It's like right. yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Almost totally. has like a uh, a slot of the soul of, of terminal spirit disease at the gates kind of tinge to it. Yeah. Right. Um, right. That really, but it's not it's not quite that, but it really has that that vibe to it, which I was very surprised when. Someone showed it to me back, like I was obsessed with Slaughter of the Soul, and they showed me that album, and I was like, "This is very at the gatesy. This is very at times. I see what you mean. Oh, like, like older at the gates, like not not Slaughter of the Soul, but like Terminal Spirit Disease kind of like sounding at the gates. Like really right. had that the older that stuff. same totally had that like took you on a well, journey through the melodic yeah nature. They're of both it, Swedish, right? so and from about the same yeah. time, so it makes sense. Um, totally. you, you know, I wanted to touch too a little bit on, on, you know, I mean, my influence getting like the old school shit. Like I always wanted to, you know, I was really into the American death metal bands. I mean, when I got into death metal, like I said, about 1990, 91 was really when I started to get into it. I was really into the Morbid Angel and Deicide and that, yeah. that type of death metal. And, and, you know, it took me a little while before I started to get into bands like Carcass and, uh, you know, entombed and, you know, carnage and stuff like that, because there was something different about it. It wasn't like they, they weren't as fast. They weren't as like blast beats. And it wasn't like they came at you with something different, you know, exactly. I mean, Car- carcass. Yes, they did have the blast beats and they were more grindy kind of gross. Shit, but, heart word. Style. Heart word, but then, yeah. You know, yeah. Then they moved on to a more melodic style, which some people don't like, but I fucking love heart work. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I love heart work. One, my, my one of my favorite albums. So, you know, in, in those days in the 90s, you know, it took me a little bit, you know, I was really like only looking to the Florida bands like Malevolent Creation and Monstrosity. And I love that shit. That was my shit. I wasn't so much into the European style, you know, back then I wasn't really into, you know, all that stuff. It took me a little while before I opened my eyes to to the other other types of death metal and learning that it wasn't just all about speed and blast beats and, sh- and shit like that but yeah. uh you know i think today you know these t- they're actually there's some new bands that are coming out though these young bands that aren't just about that and they're i'm starting to see some of these bands go back to a raw death metal thing and uh i'm trying to think um yeah, that actually like blood, to a blood next, incantation next? oh yeah yeah that's a, yeah oh yeah they're awesome blood incantation and there's a there's a there's a couple other of these bands out there that I was gonna say like what's the one of the newer bands that like totally trips you out they're like damn this is where I kind of started this is they're kind of doing something I was you know kind of doing when I was my my younger age like what 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 band is like really blowing your mind right now like a new band I mean I, I feel bad to say this but nothing's necessarily blowing my mind and I hate to say that um, yeah for the death metal world I'm saying in the death metal world um. I just really, um, and I'm not trying to say that in a way that's like, you know, negative to what's going on. I told, I, I, I mentioned Surruption. I really like them, but you know, I mean, is there music that's coming out now that I'm just like, this is the death metal band for me. This is the newest thing. Like I said, you know, Cattle Decapitation, but they're older. They've been around for a while, but their new stuff is fresh. Yeah. To me. It still sounds, they've, definitely, they've definitely freshened up their style. They're very much, and they're, they're paving the way. Um, but Man, I mean, there's, oh, um, the band that's from Canada, that that's the super neoclassical uh, 
shred oh, stuff. First fragment. First fragment. First fragment. They're fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened to that album. Doom. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I listened to that album. I got that from one of them. Somebody gave it to me um, at some point while I was on tour, and I didn't really realize what it was. And then I put it into my player, and then I started realizing people were talking about them, and I'm like, "Fuck, this band's really good." Yeah, so yeah. I think they're yeah. they're pretty that's, amazing. That's the one that Troy sure. did their first EP or something, right? Troy Fullerton mm-hmm. drummed on their first EP. Is that? Oh, cool? really? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Right. Might have. That, I think that's true. Sorry, I don't well, know, Troy. That could be, it. but we'll talk about it next week, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a great band, though. First, first fragment it was uh, impressive to me for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, okay, wait, I gotta, I gotta also say the Kennedy Vale too. My, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta say the Kennedy. Dude, Vail, Sacramento, Sacramento is like I, I lived there for four years, and you, you got Alter Beast, you got Kennedy Vale, yeah. you got like club you got you got cool bands coming out of that scene like really cool bands odious bands that are actually odious constructs which (laughs) actually i had in my memories and in facebook uh but i think it might have been today or yesterday where i went up to the uh guitar player of odious construct after i watched them i was like i was like oh yeah what's your name he's all my name's like blah 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 from odious i'm like hey what's up i'm joel from odious (laughs) (laughs) did they have someone in their band named joel no they had someone from uh, their band named casey Oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, Casey oh, Brand. Drummer. And, that's right, and that, drummer. That, that's part of that's, they're a deep, like entrenched uh, Sacramento. Like Sacramento is really coming up with cool stuff. Like I, yep. I'd go to their shows, like random shows. It's like oh, whatever. It's a show to go to. I'm bored, and I'd be like, damn, you guys are fucking good. And like, like there'd be a lot of like Sacramento is probably one of the top up and coming death metal, like for new totally kids. Like, yeah, yeah, for bands I coming totally up and stuff. Agree. Like the Sacramento scene, I was like, I was showing up to shows. It's like I was becoming like normalized to it. Just going there, like, oh yeah, they shred, cool, tight. Well, uh, can I get a? Band? I was like, I was you know slowly like just like desensitizing myself to how good the bands were there. I was I like, uh, oh, Symbolic is another sick band out of there. Symbolic right? was amazing. Yeah. They're really good. They were really. There's good. a lot of talent up there. I remember. Yeah. I remember when I was going up to start jamming with uh, Gabe. And I said that to him. I said what you're saying. Oh, Gabe like, knows all those bands. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I told him, I was like, you yeah. know, there's a lot of talent here. There's yeah. a lot of fucking, you know, up and coming, potential up and coming, good, great death metal bands here or heavier bands. And and you guys have a good scene here. And, yeah. you oh, know. Can I interject I've, real quick just yeah. to say that it, uh, um, from what I know about the Sacramento scene is just from what Joel has told me. And I've checked out those bands and all of them are dope. But also, I kind of think that having a central hub like the boardwalk it, it's kind of like their pa- the pound which was yep. another sanctuary of inspiration for us. it wasn't pound. even the it wasn't even the boardwalk there was like there was like three or four venues out there that really on the why we played at on, on the why there's on the, there's, a, there's a bunch of cool venues out there that really promoted metal bands we played a couple and, of those little places yeah, so i, I think oh, having a yeah, venue, blue, having venues lamp, like that lamp. Yeah. Having venues like that that accept the underground, you know, scene and and give the exposure to the bands just like the pound did. I mean, you'd go to the pound. And the part that really sucks is that COVID has has taken a lot of those venues out. They're like pretty I know, much man. most of them gone, man. I mean, the pound. I mean, sorry, the, well, the, the pound RIP before COVID. Though. No, the, the boardwalk is still there, but like, there's a lot of these, like the, the blue lamp uh, on the Y, all these like little little spots out there that actually like had shows i was like oh death metal show whatever saturday night i'll go and it'd be fucking packed man it'd be a I lot saw, of people there I well, saw you know? 
ulcerate in Sacramento. And yeah, also, yeah. Um, what's that fucking UK? Uh, okay, Matt, go because I'll I'll think of it. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say California. You know, this, I know this is the Cal Cali Death podcast. We're yeah. stoked here, man. I mean for years there's been scenes here from different yeah, yeah. areas there's there's a scene in san diego for a while there's a scene in la there's a scene in the it's just moving. It's moving. It just moves around but yeah, yeah. one way or another there's fucking some good metal here in california and say what totally. you want about california we got some fucking brutal motherfuckers playing some fucking oh, yeah. good shit for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yep. exactly that's why we're doing this. That's but listen, you guys, I got probably like probably five more minutes that I can do. Dude, this it's for. all good. Yeah, I, I, I actually that's a good didn't even know on. when we started really, so I don't know how long we've been going. No I it's been fun. Bill. Hell yeah, there's dude. A, there's a question for you, dude. Someone wants to oh. know. Many years ago, it was snowing in Montreal, freezing out, and yet you were still wearing shorts. Did you forget to bring pants? <laughs> oh, this is obviously a question for me. Yep. <laughs> it's directed at you, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't wear pants. I can wear shorts. <laughs> I, I, buy buy pants. Pants. I buy pants and cut the legs off. So yeah, dude, it, it is kind of funny how when you go out, you leave California and then you, we're, we're, I grew up in a beach town my whole life, you know, so shorts yeah. and sandals is my deal, you know, oh, the sandals, and, and, I, dude. and I would get so much shit on tour for fucking wearing sandals, dude. And I'd be like, are you here to look <laughs> at my fucking feet? Metal. It's metal. <laughs> are you here to Jesus. fucking look at my feet? Oh yeah, dude, I should be wearing shorts with what? Fucking. I'm just worried for your toes, man. <laughs> That's the thing. We're all. We're all Go from the it. beach here, man. We all just yeah. fucking wear our shorts, you know? I mean, we're comfortable. I like comfort. Totally. 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 <laughs> yeah. There was a time, I remember, uh, not, not to, like, take everything over, but California. I remember we were in California. We were in Prince George. It was, like, negative something. And me and Matt roll out of the the, the van, oh, and we're God. wearing shorts. Slipping <laughs> and it's, it's sliding like, on the ice and shit. Yeah, literally falling out of the fucking van, like, slipping on ice. And there, we're, we're we're about two two hours from the from Alaska. We're like up there, like right in Prince George, yeah. like super northern Canada. And everyone's yeah. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's like, "Dude, whatever, dude. We got hair on our legs. We're not bitches, dude. We fucking wear shorts." <laughs> <laughs> that was right on the Vader tour. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Another well, this, question, like it, multiple yeah. multiple people wanted to know, but I know you don't smoke anymore, Bill. But like you sold shirts with weed leaves on them for so long you're just going to be associated with weed forever <laughs> and uh they want to know what your favorite strain is i don't know if that's something that matters to you but uh it's a fan question um i don't know i think that whole thing's stupid they I created think so too. too much they, they created stupid weed nowadays that's why i don't <laughs> smoke it no more it all fucking sucks it's like i don't know i mean uh he likes the weed that gets you i don't high. even know what strains are <laughs> So point, what is not like, stupid weed to you? Just home. Yeah, if you had to pick right? a not stupid oh, weed. Back like, when take I yourself back to the time when you fucking, fucking smoking it. Uh, the super silver haze was a good one. Nice. Super silver um, haze. The, the afgu was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, but my buddy Eric, who died, he created uh, the the legit, the real, the M10. That uh, hands down. That was the best, and he's gone. He said that, that. that strain doesn't exist anymore. No shit. And you could throw it through a window, and it would shatter the fucking window. It was a fucking <laughs> sticky heavy rock. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And you roll a joint, and the whole thing tastes like hash. 
<laughs> it was fuck yeah. That's that's just something it, just to just to remember just too. The hash plant though. That's my. All that's I, right. I remember that. So just so people know too, like you know, even though Bill doesn't smoke weed anymore, I I do. <laughs> okay <laughs> so don't be put off by him not smoking weed if you want to bring weed to a show and smoke i smoke so you can smoke yeah. weed. i have uh, met yeah. people in truck stops because matt needed to, to smoke some pot and oh, yeah. he's like he's like he's like posting like things like i need to smoke pot what's up and like a guy yep. would show up and just like bring like a bunch of pot and like man that's like, true oh my god <laughs> that's true I still would do that these days. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm on the road and like you know I'm driving for fucking twelve hours, I need to oh, pull over and, and fucking get a little break in and, and smoke for a minute, you know, and just yeah, kind of yeah. hold myself. So yeah, I'll yeah. put a, I'll put my feelers out online to whoever is around that might have some weed, and I'll drive and meet you so we can smoke together. Totally, I'll give you a shirt yeah. if you can smoke me out. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here, dude. That's the man I know. I'm not much of an alcohol drinker, though. It's a Cali, Cali Death podcast promotion. Cali Weed. summer. Yeah, well, what's the promotion? Hey, hey, Matt, what's your promotional code? <laughs> Promo code. There is no. Uh, <laughs> it's, called, it's called physical weed. Just, yeah. just come on in with your weed. Bring me all your weed. Nice. Should we wrap it up? I got one more question for Matt from me, which is uh, if I'm ever in town, uh, would you be down to jam some decrepit material? I play drums. Yeah, man. Yeah. If we, if we had a place to to jam for sure, because my house right now is small, but if we had a place to jam, maybe over at uh, Joel's house. Yeah. I'll bring it. Bring it. We'll go hang out with Joel and Trevor. Yeah, man. I'm incoming. I'm, I'm expected summer 2021 to be in town moving. So. Love all right so you're you're out. playing with diego right right now i'm with uh to violently vomit with diego right. yeah he's awesome, also man. a professor at ucsc yeah lecturer oh that's great wow. yeah, yeah. yeah i love ucsc my dad went there too so i he was an alumni i used to go up there i was a little kid all the time so <laughs> nice. I, bill I, loves I, banana slugs dude bill loves banana slugs Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, Bill loves UCSC. I'm no, I'm start, not saying yeah. the people. I'm just saying the the view. I love the area and the it's yeah. beautiful up there. But uh, anyway, man, it's been really great hanging out with you guys. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah, dude! This was awesome. Oh, yeah. um, love you guys. Thank you, you know, so much for coming. We'll, on. You end the recording. Let's not just oh, say goodbye right at the recording. Let's say goodbye a couple minutes after that. Um, yeah, but dude. yeah, dude, this is super cool. Episode two, fucking in the books, like another great one dude like we're this thing's moving pretty fast it's pretty cool like to see it happen in action we got severed coming next week we got mike gilbert and troy fullerton coming to do the story you know we're really trying to get through to the core um disgorge maybe very soon you know i got some other guys that are already ready to do it i just need to book them and stuff and and we'll be talking about it if i can make a suggestion i hope you guys do get cattle cattle decapitation on at some point because they're california yeah totally dude they're definitely on the list we haven't you know reached out to them yet but yeah dude we're trying to go through i mean it's not going to be like uh only california we're because i mean we've all you know made we've made relationships with other people from other states too like you know i'd love to have paul from origin on here because he oh, yeah. he lived in the bay area for so many years and actually mm-hmm. experienced this scene even though he's from kansas origins from kansas like he lived over here he'd go to shows all the time i mean dude before covid he was still working at fucking uh guitar center was it dna lounge 
Uh, He's doing DNA Lounge and uh, where else? Oh yeah, and Guitar Center. Guitar oh, Center. Let's, let's, yeah, let's bring Free Train on, dude. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> Who's that? Free Train. James Rain, Lee, dude. man. Come on. James Lee, dude. James Lee. Oh fuck yeah. I talk to him all the time. Yeah, I talk to him all the time. Totally. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, man. So, well, yeah, much, no, much success for you guys, though. Thanks, I hope dude. It- and, and we said it to Deeds, dude. You guys are helping us kick this thing off, right, dude? It's episode two. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing it, trying to do it every week. And thanks very much for uh, coming, dude. We missed you guys. for I've missed you guys for a long time, and it's super cool to get us all together and talk for that shit almost three hours, probably. I don't know. It seems like. It's been a while. Uh, it's it, fun. Know, it actually doesn't seem like it's been a while. Rufus is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> cool dude oh that's um, cute dog rufus what's up dude rufus, bro. Here, got, me of, <laughs> he's kind of like boy you know oh yeah here's, oh, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. my little here's my little guy oh, oh. his name's gizmo gizmo <laughs> rufus. he's my little guy this is sagan uh, uh, I'd show you my little guy but i'd probably get in trouble <laughs> there it is oh no all right you guys Fuck yeah. All right. All right. Cheers, buddy. Awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. We'll rock on and uh we'll yeah. see everybody next week. All right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. See you're gonna rock on. Right on. Peace out, guys. Yep. Thanks, you guys. Cheers. Yeah. Take care.